Hi, I'm John Ziegler, and I never listen to none take. Um, what's the guy, Shelby? The guy that uh, Shelby is in, like, the cars? You know, the oh, four? Carol Shelby. Carol Shelby, yeah. I should have remembered. It's two girls' names. Um, you did the Cobra. Yes. Uh, so Shelby, Carol Shelby, and a guy named C.V. Wood invented the chili cook-off. What? Yeah. I did not. I mean, people were cooking chili, and there were, like, food competitions, but there was not, like, a grandmaster of the chili cook-off before C.V. Wood and Carol Shelby got together to... (laughs) Now, conveniently, C.V. Wood in his life won the chili cook-off twice. Oh, well, good good on him. A little bit of chicanery there, you know. I would assume you get a lot of points for being one of the originals. Like, you're probably very good at it. You're inclined to have high scores. You're the founding father of chili Sounds a little suspicious, but... um, (laughs) So that guy, C.V. Wood, you might, if you're never, if you're, if, never. Okay. All right. So he is involved in a little bit of trivia. Alan, where is London Bridge? Do you know where London Bridge is falling down, falling down? It's in London. Mm-mm. It's There's not a London. new, new London Bridge. It's now the third one. Uh, oh. It's always used in like dystopic music videos and stuff. I don't. London Bridge is in Havasu City, Lake Havasu City, Arizona, where the London Bridge is the second largest tourist attraction after the Grand Fucking Canyon, which is the Wait. single largest um, national park attraction. Okay, I've, in the I've, I've heard of this. You've yes, heard okay. of this, yeah. You've seen the yeah. signs that are like London I've Bridge. Been, You're like, yes. yeah, okay. I don't think so. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I may have been born at night, but I wasn't born last night. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're in Arizona right now. Um, so. The they were rebuilding London Bridge and I can't remember like what decade or something. And they tore down the old London Bridge. And like for some reason, like this is so fucking British. The people in England were like, we could probably sell this bridge. They're like, you mean the parts? And like, no, no, no. The bridge. Like, <laughs> how do you? So they like took it all down into pieces, put it out. They had just happened to christen a large cargo ship that was going to be sold to an American shipping company. So it was okay. getting shipped to the U.S. dry. And, Anyways, and right. these guys, you know, C.V. Wood and some other guy who was the C.V. Wood was the city planner for Havasu City. He got hired by a chainsaw magnate to. to oh, okay. fuck. All right. All right. So, <laughs> um, a guy who made his fortune because his wife was uh, either a chainsaw magnate, but also I think her, her family also had money from, um, I forget the brand, but um, like all, all lawnmower engines basically are made by this one company. Um, so, Briggs and Stratton. Yes. Briggs and Stratton. Yeah. Yeah. Alan. Why? I, I don't know. That's the Hispanic in you, isn't it, Alan? <laughs> that's why you need to make sure you... That's why they flagged you at the base to see if you got the, totally, all these totally forms of ID. That's totally why, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, where, where was I? So um, Briggs and Stratton and like some chainsaw company, uh, not Husqvarna, but some other chainsaw company. Um, okay. the, the guy married into that family and then he... Lucky. Right. And then he built chainsaw, a chainsaw factory in like nowhere, Arizona. And while he was there, he heard he was just started buying um, parcels of land, parcels, not bridges. There's no rivers there. It's the middle of the desert. They had to make a chin. They had to tell you that in a second. Um, So he bought 70, no, 25, 25 square miles of land in the middle of the desert uh, and called it Havasu City. 
and bought this got got this guy cv wood who designed disneyland to design havasu city so those guys kicked the tires on the bridge you know kicked the arches on the bridge went right, over right. to london they found out about that boat they're like look if we like you know pay for the gas can you like take the whole bridge <laughs> over so they did they went through the panama, panama canal into california and they assembled it they'll do that back then. they dug yeah i know right they dug a channel so that there could be a little waterway for the bridge to go across otherwise it's just there's no need for it it's a desert now it's 100 and something degrees all the time what a stupid world this is a wild story that's it that's it i think that's it <laughs> it's I mean, pretty pretty good i'm trying to think i feel like there was more to that i guess that was it oh that was the third london bridge the well, the third London Bridge is now. That was the second London Bridge. And the previous one was from like 1200. And it lasted for until like the Victorian age. And then that oh. second one that got torn down. Now, it's not the one with all the towers in Tower of London. You're thinking of a different bridge. That's um, something else. I don't remember. I'm not that much of a London. It's over the Thames. Yes. But I think they're both over the Thames. The original London Bridge had these like pylons all over. They had like 19 arches. And each one of the pylons, the upstream side of it would just was like a trap for sediment. And it was terrible for boats getting through and everything. Yeah. I, I've learned way too much about that in the podcast, if you can't tell. I'm all worked up and excited to talk about it to my friends. Uh, it was good. I got a sound that uh, Christian sent in, and I think we'll play oh. this and start the damn show. What do you think? Let's do it. Let's all right. Do it. So um, the signs were all there the whole time about Stephen Hawking. You just had to know to look. Did you also find yourself struggling at one point to deal with all the pressures of academia? I'm over here stroking my dick. I got lotion on my dick right now. I'm just stroking my shit. Don't let me in this damn house. <laughs> Should we hit record? Yeah, one, two, three. <laughs> all right, you ready? I am ready. Are you recording? Yes. start a show let's start a show i want to take that shot so bad that podcast is filling your head with garbage no offense taken there well it sounds like none taken boom Welcome to episode number 335 of Not Taken. Uh, what do I say here, Alan? I'm so confused. Two political gnomes. Wait, what? The internet's only debate and current events show with your host, Dustin and Alan. Two political nomads from two different worlds. Shout out to Reverend Peyton's big damn band for the use of their song, Ways and Means for Intro Music. Thank you for joining us time of this recording it is tuesday monday january 29th 2024 it's a great day for america patreon gets this one early Whew. it's a great day for america we are two coastal elites coming to you from the shores of the mighty cumberland in madison tennessee all the way to the pacific waters of el cerrito california here to recap another week of current events and sharing way too much of our tragic personal life and 
taking a sledgehammer to the echo chambers. Please subscribe right now wherever you listen to this. Give us a five-star review. Tell all your friends about us. We don't have an advertising budget. That's on you. We need you. That's how it works. Or buy some merch. You don't have to talk to people about it. It's just on your t-shirt. People will see it. We got stickers. Uh, hit me up. I'll send you stickers. It's got none taken podcasts on it. And it conveniently has a uh, penis that says the word podcast so that you can't miss it. You're not going to miss a zebra's dick on a sticker. You know, I can't miss. Now it. they know it's a podcast. Um, um, oh, Alan, do you want to talk about our plugs? Absolutely. So fungible dot com yeah. for all our merch. Yeah. Trumpgags.com for the Patreon. Yeah. Get some cool stuff over there. And get the, the full video. And. Support the people that support us. Yeah. Slickestdigital.com for all your SEO and marketing needs. That's Slickestdigital.com. Right. Alan. What is up? What <laughs> is yeah, up, yeah. everybody? Welcome to the show. Uh, it's it's Monday, which is feels a little weird, but but we're here. We're doing the I show. I didn't get to listen to half the stories I normally get to listen know, to, so I'm prepared know, for the show. We're going to do this again next week, too. My parents are coming to visit uh, tomorrow and my sister. And so I, I, I've just been cleaning my place a lot. Uh, my whole place smells like Tide right now. Because when mom comes to town, you have to have a whole different level mm. of clean in yeah. your place, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's what's been going on for me, man. I'm looking forward to it, though. It's going to be a good time. Uh, what about you, man? What do you think? Uh, I decided to try something new, you know, change of oh. pace, you know? Yeah. Um, so Natasha's been... Six margaritas. Six margaritas. We'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the old five margaritas is getting old. Um, all right. So Natasha's bit, well, Natasha's been badgering me. It's not that. It's not that. Um, so Natasha, she, she participated in this, uh, thing at her yoga studio where if you go a certain number of times, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you go a certain number, you pay for the month. And then, so like you pay no matter what, but if you went like a certain number of times, you would get five free guest passes for someone. And I'm like, that's funny. Who are you going to take there? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think your friends go to yoga. What's this about? Right. Right. Um, ah, but you know what? My back's been hurting me and I'm getting to that age. I've always been very limber. Uh, all the mm. sports that I did as a kid really, um, led themselves to like good flexibility and mm, yes. stretching so swimming. and stuff. Swimming, karate, yeah, yeah. taekwondo. Um, sure. the, uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Um, but I always told myself, you know, like if, if I get to a point where I feel like, you know, some of my mobility isn't where I want it to be or my flexibility or back pain, shit like that, I don't start doing yoga. So the time came and the opportunity arose, uh, and I'll at least go four more times, but I would like to give you my review. Do. Okay. Please do. So it wasn't hot yoga. Thank God. Okay. She tried so hard to make me do hot yoga. I'm like, no. Were there a lot of, uh. I'm sorry. No, no. Why don't you ask that question? <laughs> was there a lot of eye candy? Of- Not where I thought you were going with it. You were oh. asking me if there were a lot of yoga pants. That's yeah. 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 Uh, yes, there was a lot of, of yoga pants. There. Yes, yes. But Natasha was also in yoga pants, which is very attractive. And uh, she's mm, quite nice. fetching. And she was right next to me. Sure. So it was very easy to keep an eye on. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so. Mm. I've, I've got to say my number one comment is the smell. Oh, it's feet smells. I don't like feet. Oh, smells like feet. Like a climbing gym smells like feet. But then like, you know, the 
not like a you chalk, have a weird thing with feet it's like the opposite of a fetish whatever yeah. it is i, I don't know. understand the foot fetish except i do because whatever it is that i don't like about it i could like you could put that into shame and then make that like a king right. which i totally understand <laughs> but i just don't like it um oh, that's not a good smell yeah though. no yeah like yeah the whole room smells like feet um and then they make you do all this breathing that's very performative so like obviously like the breathing is a part of it you know your inhale your hold your exhale i get all that but these fucking granola people that are in there just going <laughs> just doing this just and exhale and they're like oh no there's like so, particles coming out. I don't know. It, I, I don't even care about that. It's just so distracting. Like I'm supposed to be there relaxing and going through this whole right, thing. And I got to meditate. listen to this fucking snake over there. Hiss out every exhale. It's like <laughs> the you can, you can let the air out slowly without making it sound like you're a fucking balloon. Like just, it's so annoying. And it's like that, that guy knows he's like, yeah, uh, no, no, look, there's me doing the same thing. It's fine. You don't have to make yeah. a fucking sound. It's so annoying. Noise. Like, yeah, yeah. but it's fine. Most people that are into, um, not most people, I should say that differently. They, <laughs> I used to think that people were, that were sort of like uh, ascribed to like enlightenment, not enlightenment. Um, what do you call it? Uh, th- mindfulness and stuff like that. Mm, okay. I, I okay. used to see that as like, Oh, this is someone that cares about that. Half the time it's just people that want to project onto you that they sure. are into that. And yeah. that's what that sound is in my right. opinion. Um, yeah, um, breathing, performative breathing. Uh, also, uh, the instructor was fantastic. But uh, when someone says, "Breathe in," so breathe in so that the light comes in through your left pinky, and then exhale so that the light leaves your body on your right pinky, pinky toe, pinky toe, pinky toe. That's important. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. As someone who's had electricity flow through your body, I'm, that's kind of a. I hadn't thought about ass. it like that. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was just crunchy. I didn't care for the crunchiness. Was there, there was, was there a lot of namaste happening? Or at the was end, that... just at the end. At the end, yeah. okay. Didn't we learn somewhere that that word doesn't mean what people think it means? Yeah, it's okay. just like, yo. So. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, one last thought. Oh, yes. They had men's and women's locker rooms that were labeled men's and women's. And then okay. they had a non-binary toilet, just one toilet. Just one you open the door, unit. Okay. there aren't two stalls. Like, right. and you know, there's two yoga studios that seat like 30 people in each one. And by all means, we'll just, you know, line up single file, to <laughs> pee in your toilet. I looked in the men's room. And I was like, that's a shower. Where do I pee? Do I pee in the shower? <laughs> I do that at home, but you know, here. All right. Well, yeah. I'll, um, if there's worthy, worthwhile updates in the, Oh, I also, I left there with my back hurting more than when I went in. I actually oh, went no. in being like, my back's been feeling great for the last couple of days. This is what fantastic. And then it was like, Nope, that hurts, but I don't care. Whatever. So you didn't feel more limber post. Uh... Um, there was, there was things that were better. I think, you know, when pains like that can be irritated from properly working them out, you know? Sure. So yeah. we'll see. We are not going to, dive into that nobody wants to listen to that all right can we do our comedy cavalcade let's do it let's do it um this says milk and it's from thrash okay uh oh this is a guy that says he still drinks milk if i paused it properly um here still drink milk (laughs) you know and people judge me for it but i'm from the generation where milk was healthy and i actually posted that bit online i just did before and the 
and vegans were at the aggressive vegans. Not all vegans are aggressive, but there's a there's a militant wing of veganism and they were hot in my fucking comments. And 50% of them said, "We're the only mammals that drink the milk of other mammals. We're the only mammals that still drink milk after we've been weaned." And I'm like, "Are oh, you think that's gonna turn me off fucking milk? You're comparing us to other." Mammals, there's this a lot. This guy gets so fucking heated. He's going on a build. Look at his face. Look at his face when I pause he's, this. He's into it. Yeah, he's into <laughs> it. And other shit, we're the only fucking mammals that do it. You know, like cooking and fucking fire and taco Tuesday and colonoscopies. Colonoscopies. You think that I'm fucking looking at deer going, wow, we are fucking so bad as a fucking race, as a species. You know? And I promise you, if fucking mammals were fucking smart as humans they'd be drinking all the milk too but they're too dumb to realize how sweet full fat cow's milk is because they would if they could i still drink that's milk. It. okay that's it he did the donald trump dance but like right into his mouth as he was he saying did. that last he part he's uh, very funny yeah. i think he speaks mandarin chinese also what yeah, for oh, sure. Wow, Des Bishop, Des Bishop, that guy's great. Yeah, yeah that was great. A great energy, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, I got one. Ben Wonders sent in that I put no notes on, so I didn't take it off the sheet. Okay. Ben, normally I give yours a second look. You naughty boy. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. This is. Oh my god, this is fucking crowd work. Uh, this is uh, Harris Alterman. If you're visiting from out of town, Jersey. Sorry about the Jets the last forty years. <laughs> Where are you from? I'm from Licorice Town. Oh, Everyone is made of licorice there, and we're all named Edgar, followed by our height. My name is Edgar. This is um, this is alt comedy, and it's a bit. What? There's a man that is all red with licorice the coming. Plant. Out. Yes. Clearly. Yeah. I okay. I forgot this. <laughs> Fuck you, Ben. <laughs> this fuck? is funny as hell, but damn it, I should have prepared myself. Edgar five eleven. <laughs> licorice Town is eight hundred miles underneath Cleveland, and we breed constantly. I'm not sure I understand. How could anything be below Cleveland? <laughs> <laughs> What do you do? I'm a quantum breeding operations manager. What is that? The male empties his seed into the vitality port, fertilizes the female licorice egg, spitting out the new creation into the baby pile. When people explain Jesus. their tech jobs, it's like, what? <laughs> what do you do in your free time? Do you explain crypto to women? Our currency is called divinity milk, and oh, we spend it with our mouths. Uh, uh, uh. So before you explain crypto, you're like, let me do a shot. I'll explain NFTs to you in a sec. Let me just finish my Joe Rogan podcast. Podcasts are banned in Licorice Town. The only entertainment we have is the annual swallowing of the deer carcass by the Licorice Snake King. Deer meat. So you definitely listen to Joe Rogan. Half of you visiting from out of town. Oh, thank God it's over. Wow. <laughs> Thanks, Taylor. Why was he in red face also? That was weird. This is licorice. He's a licorice well, man. Weren't you listening? It should be black because black licorice is the original and superior the licorice. Red, it's yeah. the red. just form. cherry. Yeah. He should have done yeah, black licorice. True. We should dress up as black licorice characters for Halloween. Let's let's not. Why? Let's. <laughs> I think if we do the licorice all over, nobody's going to get it confused for anything else. Sure. Sure. <laughs> I got a lot of feedback from new listeners about our Taylor Swift laugh. They love it. So oh, nice. It's, it's staying in the sheet. Uh, the Slicket sent this in. This is a uh, white Cuban. Alan, I think you're going to get along with this guy really well because uh, he, um, he, he uh, passes the eye test as we like to say, you know what I mean, Alan? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, this is Marcelo HDZ. That's all the name you get because uh, I don't, all right. Cause it's hidden. Uh, anyways, I look white, dude. I look like I tell my mom to shut up. <laughs> I never got to do that. I, I did go to my friends' houses that would cuss at their moms. I was like, whoa. 
but uh, I never understood <laughs> never, the whole white done. kids tell their mom to shut up. But we're, you know, we're old. I could never do that. I could never do that. I have a Cuban mom that escaped communism, okay? <laughs> The only reason I know that is because she told me every morning. <laughs> so I don't know how you woke up in the morning, but for me, it's good morning, Marcelo. Have a great day, but just remember, I free you. <laughs> in my house, you can't have a bad day. When your mom escapes communism, you can't have a bad day. You get home from school, you're like, Mom, I had a bad day at school. She's like, What happened? What happened that was so bad? <laughs> Did somebody steal your freedom today? I, I don't understand. I look white, oh, dude. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought there was more. Uh, and that was from Slickets. Then I got one from Greg. This guy, he's um, he got the best of both traits from his parents. He uh, got both of their... Um, I'm all here. Yeah, alcoholism from my dad. Oh my god, the audio is so bad. He gets his alcoholism from his dad and OCD from his mom. This guy's name is Rob Stant, and this showed up in my feed. And then in our group chat, somebody sent another thing from him. Uh, Greg sent another joke from him later on. Like that, I don't understand how the algo got this guy going around, but his audio is terrible. Uh, I get alcoholism yeah. from my dad, OCD from my mom. Your, our ears, your ears will adapt. Give it a second. And then I get OCD from my mom. That's like the worst combination ever. I'm like, well, I can't have three vodka sodas. That's an uneven number. <laughs> I better order another one just to be safe. <laughs> uh oh, my Lyft driver has five stars. Mm, I'm driving. That's... <laughs> Damn, son. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, I still need to get rid of that long one. Oh, Greg sent me this one, too. Well, shit. I don't know what came what. Anyway, uh, Josh sent this one in. F sorry, Felina's Josh sent this one in. This is a Mark Norman bit. Um, I think I have another Mark Norman bit coming up. And, of course, Trump, he's a psycho. You know, he keeps uh, they keep trying to put him in jail. And I heard somebody say, hey, you know, it's uh, actually technically it's not illegal to uh, run for president from prison. I was like, what, what is this, Air Bud? Hey, it's not in the rule book. You know, the dog can't play. Which we made. So, so when I first when I first saw this, I was like, "Damn, we made that joke." Now, obviously, it was kind of easy to make that joke. Uh, we are not funny enough to do the rest. Probably a bad idea, either way, you know. Yeah, look, you try to give hush money to a porn star. Come on, that's crazy. Everybody knows you got to get a gag order. But you know, Oh yeah, man, Trump. Love him or hate him, it would be fun to see prison Trump. I'm talking orange jumpsuit, gold cornrows, you know. <laughs> he's in the yard working out with the Aryan Nation, you know, he's got a, his prison tatted up, he's got MAGA life right here, you know, and fake news, you're fired, and the back is just a giant Rosie O'Donnell as a pig, you know. <laughs> <laughs> then he walks outside, he's like, what's that, officer? And the cop's like, oh, that's a finished wall. Ah, oh, okay, <laughs> got it. Mm. Oh, couldn't tell the difference between you and Kamala there. Uh, another one from Felina's Josh. This is uh, somebody talking about being misgendered. Oh, this is that same guy. This is that Rob Stant. Oh, okay. Misgendered in the city a lot. Yeah. <laughs> this one, this is the, this one's really good. Sorry, Greg, this one's better. He says he gets misgendered in San Francisco a lot. That's not, that's not even the funny part of the joke. 
Look at him. Look at him. Look at him. I was walking down the street the other day, and this uh, this red hat like conservative guy walked up to me, and he was like, "Hey, just so you know, no matter what, you will always be a man." <laughs> I think he thought I was like a trans woman, you know, like, that was really gonna like, oh, insult me. Uh, but the truth is, I needed to hear that. That, uh, that felt good. I was like, thanks, Dad. <laughs> I get misgendered. <laughs> Uh, and then I got one that Alan sent in. So this is oh. the one that I said was the other Mark Norman bit. I think you'll know what I mean. So this guy's name is Elon Altman. Dude, we had another Altman earlier, didn't we? I think we did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Elon there. Altman. Is this? That's a fake name. That's two <laughs> tech bros. Uh, what was the Altman? Uh, Open AI. Sam Altman. Sam Altman. And Elon Musk. Yeah, this is a fake name. Fake name. I feel like the New York City subway can be kind of confusing for people from out of town. The New York subway is a lot like gender and sexuality. There are a lot of letters, and it's always changing. Alan, you said it another hack bit. <laughs> like the other day, I'm on the F train, and then the conductor says, from now on, this F train will be making stops on the M line. So the F became an M. Dumb. And I was like, yeah, sometimes Fs become Ms. <laughs> this is New York. You know? I mean, my uncle is an M. He used to be an F. <laughs> I know trains. I know trans. <laughs> but some of the tourists were so confused. This one guy said, wait, I thought I was riding an F. How is this an M? I said, because they said so. <laughs> That's how it works. They said so. It's an M. He said, are you sure? I said, trust me, they'll announce it a few more times. <laughs> he was still perplexed. He was like, if this is an M, do I get off? I said, oh, yeah, you will get off. <laughs> He might even like it. <laughs> he didn't get it. He said, how could this be an M? The sign says F. I said, look, they probably changed the sign at the front of the train. But okay. we're all the way in the back. <laughs> and when you're inside one from the back, sometimes uh, it can be hard to tell the difference. <laughs> yeah. Like one time I was sure I was riding an F. And then at one point I was like, wait a second. <laughs> this feels like a D. <laughs> I feel like all right, Alan. <laughs> Keep them coming, but I'm going to call it hack when it is. That was funny. It was hilarious. That was funny. It was okay. I will admit, I think the last like ten seconds were a little bit one tag too many, but it depends yeah. on the room, right? Like if people yeah. are rolling, you just keep going with it. Um, okay, so uh, let's get into our all about that segment. And uh, we took a break last week, but uh, I brought in another Norm Macdonald clip this week that no one at all sent in. Certainly not one of our listeners that always asks for privacy. But last week I made the mistake of saying it wasn't from them. So this week I'll just say he who remains nameless. Okay. Ah, yes. All right. It's a Norm Macdonald bit with Larry like King's Voldemort. in the room. Yes. Yes. He remains nameless, just like Voldemort. Well, how about this? College freshman Scott Damaro, Larry, set a new world record by using his head to bust 142 eggs, and he now officially holds a place in the Guinness Book of fucking retards. <laughs> oh, how about that? Well, that means okay. you're gay. <laughs> we should add that to the soundboard as well, I think. Okay. Which one? The, the end of it. Uh, I just want which. Okay, I can't get you to say it. I'll try. I'll try harder <laughs> next time. Uh, um, hey, do you remember No Cat? No Cat. Yeah. I just feel like this belongs in the soundboard. If we have Nikki Haley saying no, 
then we should have no cat. I agree. Okay. Oh, I got a couple of those. I just got to play them on the show so I can catch the audio later. Um, oh, uh, Thrash sent this one in. My note on it is, this is why you should always tip your landlord, Alan. In Northampton, cheer. Hi, Matt. Morning. How you doing? I'm Morning. good. Thank you, Matt. Matt, what happened? So we used to own a flat in Kettering. And, um, I think this is British. We went round there because the old tenants were leaving. And they'd left a real mess in the flat. They'd left loads of clothes, loads of bedding, loads of furniture and everything. And the new tenants were moving in that afternoon. So I had to go and get a van and, and get rid of everything. Had right. to take the furniture to the charity shop, the clothes into the clothes bank and, and everything like that. Um, and uh, managed to get it all done, ready in time, and then met the new tenants. And as I met the new tenants, they looked a little bit shocked because the place was empty. And it worked out that the people over the road had given them the key earlier, and it was actually all of their stuff that I got rid of. Oh, God. So I then had to go to all of the... I love her reaction. (laughs) shops ...and go and buy the clothes back, and then try and get my hand in the clothes bank as well, and try and get the clothes bank unlocked to get their goods, to get everything back for them. Wow. (laughs) You threw away their clothes and their furniture. Everything. Everything they owned. (laughs) I am speechless. (laughs) (laughs) So were they, so were they. Dude, why would anybody do that? Why would the Why would the other people give them the key? You know, how would they even know them? Like that's Uh, they. Well, like sometimes you move somewhere because your friends live in the neighborhood, Mm, the same building, I guess. But like, oh my god, oh what a fucking nightmare, dude. (laughs) That's a bad day. Oh man, yeah. So tip your landlord. Um, (laughs) Oh, I. uh, uh, I know with all the news in uh, Afghanistan and Pakistan and Kazakhstan, I thought I think it'd be appropriate to play a clip with Jennifer Aniston. This is uh, this this video. I've seen this video quite a bit. I think Way sent this in recently. Um, I can't see. Yeah, Way sent this in. I was like, damn. You know what? We got to play this on the show. Um, so this is like one of those um, ad, but the, the ad council commercials or something, or maybe it's maybe it's donations to like the cancer hospital, something like the children's hospital. Okay. Chir- right. Yeah, right. something like that, right? So there's a sickly kid with a shaved head who's clearly going through like chemo or something. Um, just, you know, a horrible thing makes you think there's no such thing as God. And she's, you know, pushing the charity with the kid there. And they have their lines that they take turns saying, and uh, that's all the setup you need. Alexander's mom calls him the most perfect boy in the world. She's right. I love your confidence. When die- oh, how about that? <laughs> Wait, is that the whole thing? There's a little more, but I just love. <laughs> my mom says I'm the most perfect girl child in the world. I love She's your. Right. I love your confidence. <laughs> just diagnosed with cancer. Alexander's mom calls him the most perfect boy in the world. She's right. I love your confidence. <laughs> oh, how about that? <laughs> how about that? Indeed? I know it's not comfortable to laugh at, Alan. Uh, all right, I'm the asshole. Fine. Um, <laughs> product idea puns. So these are this is just a pun. This is a series of puns with product ideas in mind, and it's a good back and forth. Thrash sent this in. Jenkins, we need some new products for this company. Let's hear your ideas. Yes, sir. My first idea is rockets that turn invisible on launch. I can't see that taking off. Mm. I also have a pair of bananas covered in nihilist writings. Hmm. Too Nietzsche appeal. Wow. A spatula <laughs> for flipping religious leaders. That could turn a profit. Cloning machine that puts all the clones in three-piece suits. That'll make people invest. Corn growing ray. Something to raise our stocks. Charts displaying people who blow things up and are only divisible by themselves and one. 
That's our prime demographic. And gloves that punch large clocks. Now you're hitting the big time. Jenkins, you just saved this company. What can I do to repay you? Well, since you're asking, it would be nice to be paid more than minimum wage. No. Okay. Jenkins. How about that? <laughs> Jesus. The puns are ceaseless. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Oh. <laughs> Kamala liked it, though. Oh, she seems like she'd like puns. I played it. Uh, oh, uh, I got a couple of sounds. You know, on our show, we like to pay homage to our uh, radio gods that we grew up uh, suckling off the teat of. And there's a couple of sounds that I miss from the Mike O'Mara show and formerly okay. Don and Mike show. These are sounds that I attribute to Rob Spiewak. Um, and as far as I know, I don't hear them on any other shows. So God forbid anything ever happens. Let's continue these sounds in our show, uh, for context. Have you ever seen the movie Fatso? Uh, I have, but it's been quite a while. You have, I haven't. I've only seen clips and heard it on Don and Mike. Very long time. So it's a movie that came out in 1980 starring Dom DeLuise. Right. Uh, it's a bunch of guys that are struggling with their weight and one of their friends dies and it's supposed to like motivate them to lose weight. That's what I understand from like counting. Pretty much. That sounds right. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, and if you're thinking who's Dom DeLuise, don't think too hard. It's fine. You should, but you know, he's <laughs> 15 years ago. We might've, he'd be maybe more of a name people know, but anyways, so, um, these these fat guys are all sitting in a in a room talking about how so it starts off with them talking about how like what they need to eat to be healthy and then they start it's the jelly donut scene, this is right? the jelly donut scene okay, okay. fuck up okay <laughs> <laughs> so they so so they start talking about what they need to eat to be healthy but it slowly devolves into like oh oh uh, they all start grunting as they talk about the foods they like to like, eat. Like food porn almost. Yes, yeah, yeah. And and they're all just like feeding into each other. It's like, oh, the grunting is is really exceptional. Um, but the, my favorite line is, uh, well, it's this. That's nothing. Did you ever suck the jelly out of a jelly donut and then fill it with chocolate swirl ice cream? <laughs> 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 uh, so they, they're going around the room it's like a group therapy yeah thing. yeah yeah oh boy how'd you write this stuff one and i'm in a donut <laughs> hold on i didn't get it. <laughs> okay hold on let me actually play dom de louise's line jelly donut with reese's peanut butter cut then put it in a warm oven and let the chocolate and everything melt into the dough <clears throat> and then that goes over to this oh boy I had to write this stuff one and I'm in a donut. <laughs> <laughs> the grunting. Oh, boy. I, the, it just came up because it's such a part of my brain where, like, if somebody says, like, something tastes good or something like that, I, inevitably I'll go, mm, how'd you like to stuff one of them in a donut? <laughs> Have you ever sucked the jelly from a jelly donut, donut. and then filled it with chocolate <laughs> with swirl chocolate ice cream? Ice cream. <laughs> oh, <I love> that. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's move on to some more listener submissions. Thrash sent this in. This is, um, what, what, what's my note? Irish alcohol. These are Irish alcohol facts that might surprise you. They might not. On average, every Irish person over the age of 15 consumed one liter of pure alcohol in the year 2019. So a liter of pure alcohol for reference is Four bottles of vodka, yeah, or eleven bottles of wine, or around forty pints. That's not what a liter is. <laughs> well, Hold a liter on. of pure alcohol. Oh, okay. Yes, that still seems pretty low. I don't know. Wow. I really? Do you want to know why you're wrong? Yes. 
because it's in fact 10.8 liters of pure alcohol. So that is the equivalent. Okay, that's better. Oh, yeah. He's about to do the math of what that all equates to. And in your head, you're still probably going to be like, the way I think of the Irish, this still feels normal. And then there's one last stat at the end that I'll shut up for. 40 bottles of vodka, 113 bottles of wine, or 436 pints of beer. There's not that many days in a year. Yeah, I was sure. One in four people in Ireland do not drink. When <laughs> oh, <my laughs> you factor in the sober tards, that is an incredible statistic. Like, That's pretty good. Wow, dude. Uh, good. And uh, we got a hangover uh, remedy, also from Thrash, that I am not interested in ever trying. Did you know? Oh, eating asparagus can help you avoid a hangover? To demonstrate, I'm going to eat all this asparagus and then drink this entire bottle of whiskey to see what happens. Let's get asparagus wasted. (laughs) Just kidding. For real, though, the amino acids and minerals in asparagus can actually protect your liver from toxins. Not only that, but the enzymes inside the asparagus help to break down alcohol and alleviate hangovers. And if this video gets more people to eat vegetables, I'll drink to that. Did you know eating... Yeah, your house got to smell like asparagus piss. Yes. Yeah, worst. yeah. You know, there's like 30 percent of the population doesn't have whatever, like the yeah, it's some chem- sort of that like yeah. it's it exists that asparagus makes your pee smell, but like a, a significant percentage of people can't recognize that smell or they don't pick up on their it. Ge- their genetics don't do the same thing. That's, that's, that's weird. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know if it means they don't make the smell. I think it means they don't smell that from the pee. I think they don't make it. They don't make it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, we'll look at listeners. Let us know. Um, oh, we'll, we'll keep the drinking going from a nice, uh, a nice young lad named Connor sent in, oh. uh, in case you're curious. I was doing some research on the legality of drinking and driving, and I found some very interesting things. This in- is from a lawyer, Chris Kane Law Firm. Get him for, for your, all your legal needs. <laughs> Six countries you can drink and drive without being harassed by the authorities. Indonesia, Vietnam, Congo, Ethiopia, oh. Camaros, and Angola will all respect your rights as a sovereign citizen. Camaros? There's a country called Camaros. Just a bunch of fucking uh, uh, Long Island douchebags. <laughs> you can also get away with it through bribery yeah. in Russia, Turkey, Ukraine, most of Africa, most of South America, as well as Mexico. Of course, this video is only for educational purposes. Stay out of prison. Oh, how about that? Yeah. So, uh, way is it true you can drink and drive in Vietnam? Let us know in the group Only chat. if you're on a scooter. I think the scooters don't even count at all, right? Oh, oh man. Yeah, they don't count. That's just, yeah. um, they should. <laughs> um, I'm going to skip this. I don't really care. Do you care about uh, Kelsey and his brother's podcast? They were talking about squirting no. water bottles in each other's mouth. No, I sent you that. It's okay. funny, but... Yeah, it didn't translate to the show, right? It's okay. If you send me things, I tend to think it's for the show, and I don't always no. watch them. No. Um, <laughs> be like, not for the show. Uh, okay, so this is Mima sent this in. This is about Segs. And losing your virginity. Um, so this is a minute long. This is okay. a Planned Parenthood post. And okay. I get the feeling we'll be pulling sound uh, sounds from this. This means different things to different people. Sex. Generally speaking, society tends to define sex in a very narrow way. Penetration. Penis into vagina. But where does that definition leave queer people? Or folks who can't or don't have penis and vagina sex? And choose to have oral, anal, or another type of sex. What's what, what's that squirt mean? So on the <laughs> so, screen it says oral, lips, anal, peach, anal. or squirt. Squirt. When she says a different type of sex. <laughs> is this talking about piss? Is this a piss? I, I don't, I don't okay. know. Instead, sex is defined by one thing and one thing only. You. 
Maybe that's being fingered for the first time. Maybe it's having anal sex. Maybe it's having your first orgasm. Maybe it's masturbating for the first time or when you enthusiastically consent to sex. That's the beauty of your sexual journey. You're in charge and you can figure it out on your own terms. Oh, about that. Yeah, see, it's an educational podcast. So enthusiastically agreeing to sex is, is the same as sex? That seems weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's part's that's weird. weird. Yeah. I mean, yeah, of all the things I could that. pull that video, I mean, that's... <laughs> there is a lot in there that I thought was pretty funny. Uh, I'm going to skip this Nick sound because uh, okay. it belongs in our culture war segment, I believe. Let me... Hold on. Let me, let me check real quick. <clears throat> mm, yep. 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 going to close <laughs> the show with that one. Um, okay. Costco hot dogs. This is an earworm. So uh, Costco hot dogs are really becoming a meme lately. Like, uh, what's, uh, our buddy Drew has a shirt that says, I got that dog in me. Yeah. Um, so, uh, man, this song is so fucking catchy. First time I saw it, I think I played the loop two or three times through, uh, Playboy Man Babies, the account. I don't need a Costco membership. I'm a single person, not a family of six. I don't need 35 of anything yet, but the food called hot dogs, what I want to get. Only 150, they don't make a profit. I don't want the soda, but I'll take it, I guess. Costco hot dogs, what I want to get. Uh, oh, keeping it with music. Uh, I was listening to the Economist podcast this morning. Oh, no, no, no. The, ah, I was listening to the NPR podcast this morning, the news podcast, getting my little uh, easy listening news. They're like the easy listening channel of news. Um, so I was getting my easy listening news. And towards the end, even they, the boss will agree. Yeah, even the boss will agree. Uh, it's a light mix of the 80s, 90s and today. They don't say that anymore, huh? Uh, what's today um th- so damn it what was i gonna say um something about him oh well okay so oh i know what i was gonna say so at the end uh well i gotta use the new term they stopped calling them ads have you noticed that they don't call them ads on shows anymore did you see what they changed the word to uh sponsor it, uh, breaks sponsors sponsor yes. breaks it's not an ad okay. it's a sponsor break okay and it happens on every podcast. So it was like, yeah. you know, all the people that run like a cast or something told all their podcasters to start saying sponsor breaks instead of ads. Like a fucking word makes a difference. First, it's more words. Why who wants to say more words? Ads is fine. It's three letters. Ugh. All right. Uh, anyway, so they have an ad at the end of the podcast. And um, do you remember when Wyclef John had a charity to benefit all the people from Haiti and then he pocketed all of the money and then went to like bankruptcy oh, prison? I do, I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. Support for NPR and the following message come from TIAA on a mission with Wyclef John to give back with Wyclef's new record, Paper Right. With TIAA, streams turn into donations to a nonprofit called First Generation Investors. Stream now wherever you get your. Oh, I love that. <laughs> wow. He's back on that grind, wow. man. Like, back on it. Back on it. What a fucking uh, piece of shit. So what a piece people... of shit, right? Like, just a, what a goddamn. To, yeah. Yeah. Wait, yeah hold on. Was there anybody in the Fugees that didn't commit tax fraud? <laughs> because uh, what's her name? Lauren Hill famously, right? Lauren Hill famously. Uh, who else is in the Fugees? <laughs> Lauren Hill, Wycliffe. I don't, I don't it, remember. No. Was that? Oh, wait. Was that guy that did that song with Q? Was Q-Tip? No, no, I don't think so. Hmm. 
Okay. We both subscribe to YouTube TV, mm-hmm. and so you know how sometimes on commercial breaks there'll be a moment of zen. Yeah, you can have Pross. That's what I was thinking of. Pross. He did that song, uh, "Ghetto Superstar." Oh, right, right, right. Well, yeah, so have you Pross? noticed that now? <laughs> literally, when you skip ads for the moment of Zen, it says "sponsored by the NFL." <laughs> Wait, if you skip the moment of Zen? No, when you click the skip the ad buttons, uh-huh. you're like avoiding the commercial. You get another commercial that's just sponsored. Oh, gross! So it's, it's like, oh, it's still like the stream or whatever. Like, you know, the moment of Zen. But it just says brought to you by the NFL or oh weird. Hey, uh, Prost um, was found guilty in a scheme to help China influence um, the uh, the U.S. government. So, <laughs> what the hell is this? Oh, he wasn't ghetto superstar. Okay, I feel better about that now. Hey, uh, let me go back to this. I like those moments of Zen. That's nice. <laughs> that is nice. Um, I've got to be real honest with you. I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was reading about Prost. Who else was in Ghetto Superstar? That was um, ODB. Hi, Ron. Oh, sorry. ODB and who was the chicken that? Um, Brandy, maybe? Mm-hmm. You don't I care. Don't None of this matters. Um, so Mickey Mouse is in public domain now, and it's taken a while for people to really have some high-quality stuff with it. This is The Daily Show, so uh, you know uh, if, if, you're, if you can't stand snarky left-wing humor, just skip ahead 30 seconds. Hiya, Ron DeSantis. Heard you ended your campaign, and I just wanted to say, suck it, loser. Your campaign was the saddest thing I've ever seen. And I watched Bambi's mom get shot to death. Seriously, Walt Disney's frozen head has more personality than you. I'd tell you to go ride Space Mountain, but you probably don't meet the height requirements. Oh. <laughs> Isn't life funny, Ron? I entered the public domain, and you're exiting it. If you're looking for work, Disneyland's hiring a new Cinderella. And I know you have experience slipping into high heels. Oh boy, <laughs> you're the most pathetic jackass I've ever seen. And I know Eeyore. The only way you're getting in the Hall of Presidents is if you buy a ticket. Maybe one of the animatronics can teach you to be more human. Peace mm. out and suck my mouse dick. Okay. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's fine. I mean, it's what you would expect from The Daily Show, right? Sure. Okay. Uh, let's get on to... Isn't that something? Yeah, let's see. Start off, isn't that something with education, health correlation data they were talking about on the Skeptic's Guide to the Universe today? I was listening to that. Um, so they had some study that was talking about all of the measurable health benefits that correlate to people that either have like a sixth grade education or the equivalent of like graduating high school all the way up to like getting like the master's level. So like 18 years of schooling basically. Right. So as they started talking about the data of the 18 years of school, that's where I started recording it because that's where I thought it was the most pertinent. So they found that for example, 18 years of education. So remember that's significant. That's the one that I mentioned is, you know, we're in into graduate school by that point can be compared to that of eating a, a healthy and recommended uh, like dose of vegetables every day as opposed to not eating vegetables at all. Wow. That's what? big. Yeah. So if somebody with no education is more like somebody who doesn't eat any vegetables, somebody with 18 years is more like somebody who eats vegetables every day. Here's another one. Not going to school at all, so no education, is as bad for you as drinking five or more alcoholic drinks a day oh, or smoking yeah. a half a pack a day for 10 years. Fucking nerds. <laughs> oh, my God. A half a pack a day for 10 years. Nobody talks about half a pack a day smokers like that. You're not even an addict if you're smoking a half a pack a day. 
fucking Christ, man. Like, just, just so, like, and, and, you know, people are going to hear that and, like, you know, in the correlations, causation shit, go backwards with it and be right. like, well, oh, I got this master's degree. I can drink 10 glasses of beer a day and live forever. Like, then I mean, five, five alcoholic beverages a day. <laughs> Isn't college where you're supposed to drink? I mean, <laughs> that's where you learn the lesson, I guess. That's a good point, Alan. You got a great point there. Uh, let's play a cop trolling clip. This is uh, the balls on this guy is incredible. So he's standing in front of a police station recording the outside of the police station, ostensibly just until he gets a moment like this, like just okay. baiting them, right? Like, I know everything I'm doing is legal. They're going to get upset and we'll record it and I'll get a bunch of likes, right? Why do you take pictures of our parking lot? What's this about? Is that a problem? Yeah, this is a police law enforcement parking lot. Yeah, it is a problem. Oh, who are you? I'm Detective Mike Jardine. Oh, yeah? What are you working on? What are you working on right now? Several cases. This guy's balls, man. He has (laughs) fucking giant ones. It doesn't matter what I'm working on. I'm asking. He's about to flip it on him. It's fucking great. You're going to notice the line of question and sound familiar. And you, what are you doing here taking pictures? And the cop has no idea what he's doing. Like, he doesn't mm. notice the pattern of the question. He doesn't get it. No. Where have, you, uh, where have you been today? Have you been here all day? Or have you been out and about a little bit? What is this about? Who are you? I'm, I'm asking the questions. Where have you been today? <laughs> no, have you been here? I'm asking the questions. You're on this property. You're you're on this property, so you need to ask answer my questions. Are you drunk? Why are you slurring your words today? Have you been to the bar today at all? Who are you? I'm an investigator. Investigator for who? Investigative journalist. I investigate corrupt officials. So I'm wondering, where have you been today? Have you been here all day, or have you been out at the bar at all? Working on a fraud case. That's okay. where I've been. Okay. Have you been to the bar at all today? No. You got wow. any drugs on you? Have you used any drugs today? What a ridiculous question. You have balls. I like balls. Would you submit to a breathalyzer for me right now? You're ridiculous. You know that? You got about five minutes to get out of here right now. Or what? You're you're on <laughs> my on property. Order. This isn't your yeah, property. Dude, shut the hell up. <laughs> get out of here now. <laughs> What'd you say? I said shut up and get out no, of here. No, you get I like balls. Get out of here now. Get your butt back in your office you and do your up. job. You shut up and get you out You get of your here. butt back in your office <laughs> and do your job. <laughs> Ooh, that's like Natasha talking to that fucking park ranger trying to give us tickets for fucking being on a raft without a flotation device. It's a raft. God. Oh, God. That was still, I'm great. still so triggered about that fucking forward. People ask me I about it all the time. And they're like, oh. so we meet people in the paddleboard meetup crew that we're at. And they're like, oh, we haven't met yet. Yeah, he's in the paddleboard crew. Tell him about the 4th of July. I want to talk about the 4th of July. <laughs> <sighs> I think I'm a little bit more sharp when I don't drink throughout the show, Alan. I, uh, I'm not going to do that, though. Routinely, this is a Let's, one-off. Yeah. Okay. 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 Right. Fine. Um, this is the uh, isn't that something segment. We have a little bit more of our serious subjects in here, and uh, as so appropriately, let's lament the fact that America probably will never see this badass new fucking truck that Toyota came out with. I'll play this first, and then if I haven't ranted about why, I'll talk about why Americans don't get cool trucks. Here is a walk-around view of that new ten thousand dollar Toyota pickup truck that's being sold in Asia. How awesome is this? I want to put my dick on it. Not in it. That's gross. Toyota needs to bring this to the States. Compact. We should go get that lady that talks about all the different kinds. That's that extra kind of sex is, you know, rubbing your (laughs) dick on it. Simple, 
utilitarian oh, God, pickup truck, truck just like we had in the 80s and early 90s this you're going to buy an outfit with whatever options you want to add on sort of like a la carte comes with a manual transmission a diesel four-wheel drive the flip down bedsides this is something that needs to come to the states just bare bones simple i think we're all wanting a small compact truck just like this here is a isn't that something it's a good looking truck it's a good looking truck it's like exactly what i want so we don't get cool trucks uh new cool light duty trucks in america because we have like a 25 percent or 50 percent tariff on light duty trucks that are not assembled that are not assembled in america so in order to do that that means you have to build a truck plant and hire americans that's the intention of it mm-hmm. um but because of that uh we don't get the Hilux, the you know revolutionary vehicle that Toyota sends all across war zones. Right. Uh, and the reason we don't have a Hilux is because they're like, well, we're not going to build a Hilux plant in America, but we will invent the Toyota Tacoma. It just sucks. It just sucks. You know, it's just about profit, essentially. Yeah, and I mean, you would double the. So the whole point of a light duty truck is have an inexpensive truck, right? Right. And we don't right. have a lot of those because the places that make inexpensive cars to make a version of that, they would double the price to sell it in America or fifty percent more. It that sucks. Does suck. Yeah. yeah button. Isn't that something? Right. Uh, I hate those tariffs. Oh, Ben sent that in. Thanks, Ben. Uh, don't. I'm not thankful for the licorice man. Although it did give me an idea for a Halloween <laughs> costume. Thank you. Um, okay, Diamond. Um, what's his name? Diamond. Jamie. Um, Diamond. Jamie Diamond. Uh, Jamie Diamond's opinion about crypto uh, is mm-hmm. a question that this crypto bro is being asked on Yahoo Finance. In Bitcoin specifically, you had the JP Morgan, um, JP Morgan CEO and chairman Jamie Dimon calling it uh, essentially pet rock and once again calling into question its worth and its value here. I would love to get your reaction, especially as some of the financial industry elites and, and figureheads uh, are continuing to cast some doubt here. Yeah, thanks for having me, Brad. Um, what do I think about Jeffrey Epstein's banker? being concerned that a distributed, decentralized, open public money could potentially be used for bad things. Sitting on a ski resort in Davos, I don't really care. I don't know why anyone cares, right? I mean, that guy knows uh, when money's used for bad things. So I, it's a weird opinion of his. And my pet rock was up, as you said, 160% last year. Uh, it performed well against uh, the dollar. So I don't know. I don't really care what that guy has to say about Bitcoin. I don't know why anybody does. When, when, no. Oh, wrong button. Hold on. The enormity of their stupidities. All right. All right. <laughs> He's got the requisite hoodie, although I think it's Nike branded, which is weird. Um, yeah. Tech bros are supposed to wear hoodies. Yeah, they're supposed to wear hoodies. Okay. But they're usually not branded. Ah, uh, just brandless. Yes, sir. Oh. It's just expensive with no brand. Oh, like three hundred dollars for a hoodie? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's the move. And then it says Balenciaga on the tag. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> Okay. Um, there was a clip of Jamie, of uh, Jamie Dimon the week before last talking about like how he doesn't care about. I, I don't know. I, I didn't play it on the show for reasons. So why am I trying to recap it here? Um, I remember the clip. Yeah. Yeah. Can you talk about it at all? 
I don't remember. I just remember it happened, right? Okay, yeah, that's what happened to me, and I (laughs) punched out, and then I gave it to you. I was like, here, Alan, you touched the time bomb last. Uh, All right. Um, This is, uh, oh, 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 God, I hate the way this lady sounds on her podcast. This is Taylor Lorenz uh, talking about um, uh, Bearded Man from the right. Um, uh, What's this guy's name? I got him on the screen right now. He hates CRT and uh, brown people, I think. Uh, Here. Taylor Lorenz, who's the Washington Post propagandist, one of their many propagandists they have. At this point, the Daily Wire owes me a salary. The amount of content that these people have generated off my TikTok in the past 48 hours is unbelievable. They have re-uploaded my TikTok and YouTube video to every single platform imaginable. They've replayed it on podcasts, YouTube channels, their own TikTok pages, Twitter, elsewhere, live streams. Like they have been talking about this shit for like 48 hours. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and watch my video about the mass layoffs in journalism. I made a whole like, I thought pretty thoughtful video about it all. But the one thing these people will never do, never do, is engage with me directly. It is always the one thing that they will never do. And I'll tell you exactly why. Because they are liars. They they don't know how to talk to women. Liars and grifters. (laughs) And they have fundamentally painted me into this character that is not at all representative of who I am or based in reality. And so they lie about who I am. They lie about the points I make in my video. They lie about what I say. They lie about my stories constantly. They know that I'm not a traditional media journalist. They know that I don't come from the mainstream media. I came from the internet. I was a citizen journalist. I came from the internet. <laughs> I might have to isolate. Journalist, whatever. Just the type of shit that these people like to crow on about all day. I represent that. But they can't acknowledge that reality. So they have to pretend like I'm some corporate media, mainstream, Democrat, traditional. She's worked for the New York Times and the Washington Post. <laughs> which I have never been. And of course, their dumbass followers drink up all these lies like Kool-Aid. And it's hilarious. They spend all day talking about me, making my name trend on Twitter, you know, whipping everyone into like this meltdown when I'm right here. I'm on the internet. Say it to my face. I'm here too. Let's go. I'm on the internet. Say it to my face. Do you remember the old clip of Mike Dick getting mad at a press conference? He's like, I'm in the phone book. Look me up. I do. (laughs) That's come to, I'm on the internet. Say it to my face. Oh, they'll never do it. But again, they're not interested in engaging with me. They're not interested in what I actually do or report on or put into the world or my ideas or thoughts. They just want to create this fantasy character that they can prop up and all of their followers can get all angry about. And so they'll listen to their podcast and watch their YouTube and subscribe to Daily Buyer Plus and whatever Megyn Kelly has going on. (laughs) And they can ultimately profit. Off me. Uh, Isn't that something? Yeah, we talk about that all the time. That is something. I still can't remember that guy's name. I can't either. I I even kind of looked for it. It's fine. Maybe that's a sign of things improving that I don't (laughs) have to hear his name enough to remember it. All I I can think of is small face Charlie Kirk. That that could be. Uh, Shapiro and somebody founded uh, Daily Wire. Oh, good. Well, we've got Shapiro coming up. Oh, okay. If you feel a thought rising with that name you hold on to it okay i promise you i won't let you down okay <laughs> okay all right um as promised last week uh me and alan both listened to the sam harris podcast with the interview of the author of kindly inquisitors and the author of the new book the constitution of knowledge so i told you that uh so so sam harris does this thing that we'll never do which is he puts up half of his show for free and the second half it fades mm-hmm. out and then the second half is for patreon subscribers only um, maybe it's a good business idea. I don't know. It's fine. You know, he also does, um, scholarships or whatever people that can't afford the Patreon can write them in and get permission to his Patreon, which sure, yes. has always been intriguing to me. 
something to think about. Uh, we can put a finger in that, Alan. Uh, I was listening to the show with Natasha, and she was like, ew, put a finger. And then you said it. I was like, you, you too. It's a phrase. People say put a finger in that. Um, anyway, um, so... <clears throat> So he's got a book out now called uh, The Constitution of Knowledge. You can abbreviate it as cock. Um, so this cock book that he has, it's a long clip. I want to play the first part of this clip. And then the second, so we'll pause it. We'll know when it's time to stop it. And I kind of want to hear the second half and we can talk about the second half too. So this will be a long clip, but we'll, it'll have an obvious pause and discussion. Well, so you need three things to make the Constitution of Knowledge work. And you need all three. And the first and most obvious is free thought, free inquiry, marketplace of ideas, enough said. The second is you need the discipline of fact. You need a lot of people who are willing to follow a lot of very difficult rules governing who is allowed and not allowed to claim this or that as fact and under what circumstances, when is an experiment considered replicated, when does a newsroom go with the story, under what circumstances does it correct it, and all that. Discipline of fact is super hard and requires years of training. But then there's a third, and that's diversity of viewpoint. If everyone in a room is coming from the same place ideologically and sharing the same assumptions epistemically, then no learning will take place because these people will not be able to see each other's mistakes. The whole system works because diversity of viewpoint allows me to see your biases and you to see mine because we can't see our own. I loved hearing a really smart guy say that and then think about the fact that that's like the point of our show. <laughs> Yeah, I, so I really sledgehammer enjoyed. in the echo chambers, Alan. <laughs> I really enjoyed that interview, and I'm halfway through his new book, uh, "The Constitution of Knowledge." I'm about an hour I, into it. I think one of the interesting things about that particular clip that you just played is that a lot of times when people think about diversity, they think about diversity in the wrong way. I think they think it's about an old skin, wooden ship. They think about skin color or you know sexual gender preference, etc. And and diversity of viewpoint is way more important, and often it, it's not representative of a particular skin color or sexual you know orientation. It, it can be anybody. It just comes from a different point of view that is valuable to have on well, the team. I, and I think that's an interesting point that we don't think about enough. No, you're right. Um, and. You know, when I hear you saying that, I think about the fact that diversity of opinion is not something you actually get a lot of at the places where you're kind of supposed to be exposed to that, like colleges. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. you look at staffing, it's it's very low. Now, people talk about that like that's a problem that um, I feel like that's a that's people are attracted to those positions from that viewpoint, not the universities are selectively hiring people with the same viewpoint. Does that sure. make sense? Actually, he talks about that. Actually, oh, does he? In this book. Oh, yes, shit. Yes. I haven't got to that yet. Uh, when you talk about diversity, it makes me think of this line from Anchorman. I could be wrong, but I believe uh, diversity is an old, old wooden ship that was used during the Civil War era. Yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> uh, it just lives rent free in my head. Uh, let's get back to that clip, though. Uh, okay. Share this instead. Oh, oh, oh. Also, um, when, when he talks about. So the second rule or whatever the second thing requirement for a constitution of knowledge is um like an agreed upon and maybe not agreed upon but um true truth a, a filter and certain lenses right so he actually in this book he talks a lot about uh, wikipedia and how wikipedia has worked 
over time. It's nonprofit. It's essentially crowd. That's why I said Wiki should own um, Twitter. They should. Uh, Elon should yeah. get tired of it and sell it to them because they could run it well. Yeah, he actually uses it as a case study in in his the book, um, where they, there's a rigid set of rules, but people understand that whatever they contribute is going to be fact checked by the rest of the yeah. community. And in the same so, way that journalists, journalists, people that are all these sure. r- reporters that we hate at these left wing outlets have editors that insist mm-hmm. on copy uh, on uh, fact checking them and yeah. requiring sources and, re- you know, make, making sure mm-hmm. you get a comment before you slander somebody, things like that. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, I think one thing that kind of undermines that in our society does come from the left. And it's that whole phrase of my truth. Right. This is my mm-hmm. speaking, my truth. And we should be saying my experience. And by using the word truth there, it dilutes the value of the actual word truth. And wow. I think it makes these conversations more difficult to have. Uh, I mean, what's the difference between my truth and alternative facts? Like, that's exactly same. what I was just going to say. So when <laughs> you do that, the other side yeah. responds in kind in a different way. And yeah. and then it's just, you know, it's like the Middle East. It's like, oh, we can never see how we like each other, you know, or right. um, America. And yes, one of the problems that I worry about and I know you worry about in journalism, but especially in sectors of academia, like the social sciences and humanities, oh. is the lack of viewpoint diversity. Oh, shit. And the first symptom of that is when everyone agrees. I heard this once. I didn't remember he said that. I thought it was my idea. <laughs> Something which is, in fact, quite contentious. For example, that human sexes are on a spectrum, not binary, for example. When they see that as not even contestable, that's telling you there probably aren't enough voices in the room. But that's a solvable problem, right? That's not inherent to the model of journalism. That means that I, I, you, you alluded to your news from earlier. I guess maybe I shouldn't call out any particular outlet. But the implication is that those people you were working with need to hire some people from different educational backgrounds with different ideological priors for the sake just of professionalism, just of doing the job correctly. And yeah, we've fallen down on that. There has been an effort in American newsrooms to diversify intellectually. And but we've got a I mean, long it's way funny to go. that you use the word diversify because mm-hmm. diversity is the lodestar, the goal of all of this. But the diversity that they're looking for is a diversity of skin color and genitals, not a diversity of color, class or economic background. An editor at a, a major magazine you, you all heard of told me a couple of years ago that he gets uh, the resumes of which are many come to him through a, a funnel of some sort. And he said he gets 25 or 50 versions of the same resume. And that's hard to change. Isn't that something colored? <laughs> I mean, that is something. Uh, just to, to point out, uh, both the um, the author of the book and Sam's co-host on that episode are both uh, gay men. Um, so when they talk about sex being on a spectrum as not controversial, uh, just understand they come from that place. That is interesting context to keep in mind. Yes. Um, this clip, I just put a couple of words down. I think it was at work when I jotted this in. I put algorithms, incentives, and audience size. So here. It's only 20 seconds. You make this point beautifully in the book at some point where you know truth is not a destination it's a direction it's like in north it's on the company right clip i couldn't get anything to upload that day and i'm playing things out of order because i didn't know what i was uploading into the sheet <laughs> uh let's play this first which okay. hopefully isn't the same one there we go it's an environment regulated by precisely the wrong incentives algorithms are encouraging us to produce content that maximizes people's time spent on apps That means that they want us to engage. That means that they want us to like posts, share posts, comment on posts. 
And that's, that, that is agnostic as to whether or not we're doing those things because they reinforce what we already believe or because they caricature and demonize things that we don't believe. But it has to be one or the other. If you're in the nuance game, if you're in the game of truth is not a destination, it is a process, oh. then you are leaving a lot of listeners on the table who you could be getting. Yeah, or you could be like us and, uh, n- well, do what he says, which is not play into that, and you're leaving mm-hmm. all those listeners on the table. I guess that was what he was saying. Well, yeah, he talks a lot in, in that episode about, because they're all of them, so Sam and the his co-host and the author are both essentially, I, the author is still, I believe, teaches in a, or he no, he's part of a. Yeah, he's a lecturer. He's on staff at like Yale or Harvard or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but sort of being on the outskirts of media, so the not mainstream press, essentially. Um, and they talk about the incentives being such that just, you know, the incentives are to say the incendiary thing, even if you don't believe it or if it's not true. Yeah, like that uh, uh, guy, that guy, bearded guy that Taylor Lorenz was talking sure, about. Sure, sure. Uh, and they're like, well, why do we do this at all? Because we're doing this and we understand that the incentives are aligned in a way that doesn't maximize our audience or our productivity, our ability to uh, make money doing what we do. Um, and it's just at some point you have to like draw a line in the sand and be like, no, that's, that's not what – I'm not going to do it. Yeah. That's just, you have to do it because you love the game essentially. Yeah. 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 Not to be focused on us so much, but all we ever did was want to be on radio. So sure. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, This is the one he referenced it. He said, he said in that clip about truth being a destination. And I I really liked this. This was actually probably my biggest takeaway from this interview that made me want to go get this book was this thought. You make this, point beautifully in the book at some point with it. You know, truth is not a destination. It's a direction. It's like in north on the compass. It's not that you arrive at the North Pole and you're done. It's just it, it, you, you have to navigate. So we need people who are adequate based on their expertise to provide a conversation about reality that is directionally correct. Isn't that something? That is something. Absolutely. Um, and then one last clip. This is the clip that Alan sent me. So this is the second half of the episode that I did not get to listen to. So I don't really know much context. I'll just play the clip and Alan can talk about it. Think that there are many other countries or many other periods in American history whose institutions you would take instead of the ones we have right now in America. He says he wouldn't want That to. were, for example, less corrupt then, less racist then, less professional then. I think our institutions on the whole are, are pretty darn good. It doesn't mean they don't need improving. And they've also been the target of a relentless campaign, starting with the left in the 60s and 70s to trash them, to say they're just terrible, but then picked up with a vengeance and heightened by the right, starting you know, with the period of Rush Limbaugh, Newt Gingrich, who discovered just a fantastic political percentage in tearing down norms and institutions. Well, those headwinds are a problem, but those things are not things that the institutions themselves can fix. Uh, on the whole. Tell the patient you are going to insert your finger into his rectum and that it will be cool. Nothing. <laughs> on the whole, indeed. No, I, I, I liked that clip because... Oh, wait, Nikki Haley had something to say about the whole... No! I just said No. <laughs> Essentially, he's saying, you know, everybody's running around saying the world's on fire, and maybe it is. Uh, but uh, yeah, sometimes your take... co host texts you randomly, hey, it kind of feels like we're <laughs> in like a dystopian post apocalypse. Yeah, I did say that today. Uh, 
I did say that today. <laughs> yes, it's true. Um, but if you actually take a step back and look, you know, sort of zoom out, uh, realistically, you know, we are actually in a pretty good place as far as human progress. Okay, Stephen yeah, Pinker. Yeah, there are <laughs> the better angels of our nature. Yeah. yeah, there are. There are obviously there are people who are looking to tear down. I would say the, the sort of the structure of our society as we know it, um, and, and you know, just want to watch the world burn. But that that is a, a small percentage, and, and mostly um, we have improved, we have gotten better, we have progressed as people in society. Well, it's nonlinear, right? Like you can't sure. expect it to like progress truly build upon progress, like human nature is what it is and people don't like change happening too quickly. And, you know, so sometimes you take a step back, but in general, we take two steps forward on the whole. <laughs> change is what happens when it's too painful to stay in the same place. I heard that in the meeting this week and I was Whoa. like, Oh, it's pretty good. That's a great like one. That. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Cause otherwise we hate change so much. Right. 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 Oh, interesting. Uh, and, and then not everybody's suffering at the same time, right? So you get change happening from this sector over here that's experiencing in such a way that is causing everybody else to. Very interesting. I like that. I want to think about that a lot more. Um, why don't we talk about the Middle East and Israel? Oh, um, World I War III. feel yeah. like we would have been talking about Israel's uh, case before the, the international. IJC. Court. Yeah. And I feel like we would have been talking about the border like most of the first half. But instead, we are going to talk about the fact that three Americans died in Jordan over the weekend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I've got clips from Lindsey Graham and Tom Cotton talking about how we need to like go nuke Tehran. Mm. All the, uh, the usual lines from those fuckers. But just got to say, like ever since this these Houthis started shooting at shipping containers and the U S was the only country that was willing to go in there and be like, motherfuckers like, yeah. Okay. Guess what? We are world police. This was only a matter of time until something like this happened. Right. I mean, they were hitting our bases, they were hitting our ships and they weren't killing anyone. It, yeah. I mean, it was, it was essentially a powder keg waiting to go off. I would say. Yeah. I do appreciate having old sleepy Joe. Uh, <laughs> and then that, now I say sleepy Joe, the way I say it to Jolene. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that video was great. By the way. She's so cute. She's so um, cute. Well, here this will uh, this is habitual line stepper talking about it, and I think we can add our commentary after this. So, habitual line stepper is famous for making all the maps talk and the jets with faces and stuff. But he also provides some pretty good insight, and he's a current soldier, maybe former. Okay, so um, I've had a lot of people reach out to me. I'm aware that three service members just lost their lives in Jordan and 25 more were wounded. Of course, my thoughts and prayers go out to those, those soldiers and their family members. So the big question that everyone wants to know is what do I think the response is going to be from the U.S.? I thought the question was why do we have troops in Jordan? <laughs> That's the one I hear a lot. It's a fair starting point. Well, I've got a good answer for that. Well, Alan, why do we have troops? So this base... It's called Tower 21, which uh, inside job, right? Tower 21 was an inside job. Mm. Um, so there's, there was this base on the border of Jordan and Syria on the Jordan side. And this mm. base provides support for the U.S. base uh, across the border in Syria. Yes. Alan, why on earth do we need a support base in Jordan for people in Syria? Why do we have people in Syria? You know the answer. Say it. 
Oh, because the uh, Trump the administration. <laughs> no, because yeah, the Trump administration. administration says we're leaving Syria, and then a couple days they later they're like, yeah, "No, no, yeah. no, not not the oil <laughs> parts." Right. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's Kurds there too. So yeah. You have to yeah. Make sure when, yeah. This is the time we fucking cared about the Kurds, Alan. Good yeah, point. Yeah, fucking communist. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So, uh, oh, let's get back to him. Now I want to. You know, advise everybody that the U.S. historically um, de-escalates things before we escalate things. So, same thing in the Red Sea. We were saying, "Hey, stop shooting at these ships." We shot down all their missiles. Basically, like you're not going to like the way we react, and you should really fucking chill because you know what we have the ability. It's it's the better part of having the ability to annihilate someone, right? It is an interesting way to say it, though. We de-escalate things before we escalate. Things, well, I mean, so. I think the intention is like, "Hey, I'm going to give you an out." I'm going to give yeah, you an out. Sure, sure. Like, I okay, you yeah. one out. And then they continued, so we responded. An unprovoked attack against service members that ended in loss of human life is, of course, a serious escalation by our enemies. But I, for one, frankly, am not convinced that the powers that be uh, will be willing or have the stomach to do what sh- I feel should be done. Now, you may ask, HLC, what do you think should be done? Well, I think that at this point, we can no longer avoid the potential for a larger uh, conflict in the region. That being said, I think we should absolutely avoid putting boots on the ground because putting more human lives in danger is never a good idea. We possess the most airborne, uh, seaborne, and launchable fires in the world. And I think the response should be decisive. I think it should be excessively violent. And I think that it should send a message uh, and return that pain tenfold to our enemy. But that's my opinion. Again, this is my own individual opinion and not the opinion all right, of... Right, 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 right. All right, Genocide Joe. <laughs> Fucking uh, <laughs> Lindsey Graham over there. You want to hear what in- Lindsey Graham actually said? Sure, let's hear all it. Right. Let's hear it. Oh, wait, this is the Economist talking about it. I guess we'll set it up more with the Economist, and I'll play you some more uh, the right-wingers. Of course, all the trains here. What's the dilemma that Biden is facing right now? It is that modest reprisals would seem inadequate to the scale of this provocation. But heavy retaliation, for example, attacking Iranian soil, it could cause other problems. Large scale attacks in Iraq would further poison the relationship with the government in Baghdad. And that sort of crisis would hand Iran a political victory. That's exactly what it wants. Iran could also up the ante elsewhere. For example, it could encourage Hezbollah in Lebanon to intensify attacks against Israel at a time when it knows America desperately wants to avoid Israel opening up a new front in the northern part of the country. So it could use Hezbollah. It could also, in extremists, launch attacks directly against a wider range of American targets. For example, diplomatic embassies, civilian outposts, rather than just military bases. And so there's still a lot that Iran could do that it has held in reserve. And America does not want Iran to do those things. And Iran doesn't want to do those things. Iran doesn't want of the an escalated war with the US. No, it does not. Um, so Biden... I, sorry. <laughs> so we are in a bit of a quandary here in that obviously some response seems necessary. However, the level of it, I mean, uh, line steppers said 10x. So what does that mean? We killed 30 uh, Iranians um, for, you know, I don't know. I, I heard um, there, so the parents of one of the soldiers who was killed in Jordan were on CNN earlier. Her father um, was a, a, a Marine um, and man of small words, definitely. But it, it small was small words it was, or few, few words. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it was uh, it was heart 
it was heartbreaking to to watch that and to it see was. that. And you know that, I mean, three American service members lost. Obviously, response is required. When when she asked, you Ab- know, absolutely, what, what would you like to see? He said, "Look," or I think his wife said, um, "You know, nothing that's going to happen there is going to bring our daughter back, right? And nothing that's going to cause more families to unnecessarily lose their right. kids, right? Right." And I think about, well, I think about Israel's Israel's response in Gaza and twenty six thousand and counting Gazans killed now versus the you know twelve hundred Israelis. Uh, when is enough enough? And and what can you actually do to? force change. I, I don't know. I, I, this is a pretty, pretty difficult situation to navigate. Well, I am grateful that we have the more measured party in office, although I do sure. fear what Republicans call them for being cowardly and never mm-hmm. having good plans with war and things like that, which is accurate. Um, but I will take the better side of that. It, likely not escalating things. Um, too bad. So, and, and what I mean by that is to me, I think the appropriate response is maybe not 10 X, but something overwhelmingly violent that will still give Iran an out because if Iran doesn't feel like they have an out, because right now Iran doesn't want that smoke. They want to piss us off. They want to get their regional uh, guys riled up as far as we know, as far as we know, and it's really important because we just started talking about Iran as far as we know, this was all backed up and supported and maybe even encouraged by Iran. But we don't know that, and we don't know that it was done by Iran directly, right? Correct. So an overwhelming display of violence to really get that, that bloodthirst out. We got, it, we got to appease our audience, right? At home. Hmm. It's an election mm-hmm. year. And you don't want to be a coward. And you don't want to, and, 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 and aside from that, the real reasons you don't do anything. It sends the message that go ahead, right? Like right. fuck around. You won't find out. Yeah. This is what Pax Romana was built on, right? Sure. The Pax Americana. Yeah. So, sure. but, but, but like I said, Iran by their actions. And if you listen to people that are way smarter than me and Alan, they analyze this stuff for a living. They say Iran does not want the larger war that this potentially could be and they know right. america doesn't want that so that's why they're fucking line stepping like this shit right they can't believe that this worked they followed one of our drones back and it was presumed to be a friendly drone right and that's the drone that did this right mm-hmm. yes, so yes. they they were like we're gonna send this drone over it'll get shot out of the sky oh shit fuck 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 we killed three of their guys like that's along the lines i mean there was some celebrating i'm sure by these assholes but i mean that along the lines they're like oh shit is this going to get really bad? Is the sun going to rise again today? Yeah. But if we do this in a way that doesn't allow Iran to back out from us hitting them back, then we do get that larger regional war. We get that larger, larger, much larger war. And, and nobody wants that. None of us want that. Um, nobody wants that. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I had a couple of things. Oh, I think I have one more. So, oh, I got a couple more. So, uh, this one's not Lindsey Graham. This is um, man. He's nothing but consistent, if not consistent. Executed. Tom Cotton. Yeah, getting some very strong reaction to this. Let me read you to what uh, Senator Tom Cotton uh, of Arkansas has tweeted. Who's, who's been on this tip since before he was in Congress? He says, "Quote: Senate. Joe Biden emboldened Iran for years by tolerating attacks on our troops." Bribing the Ayatollahs with billions of dollars and appeasing them. It's not accurate. He didn't bri- nobody bribed the Ayatollahs. 
to uh, no end. Also, also, we made that deal that gave them that money, and then uh, October 7th happened, and we backed out of giving them their money. Yeah, we're like, oh, no. Never mind. Not your money. Yeah. Yeah. He left our troops as sitting ducks, and now there are there, now there are dead and dozens wounded. Sadly, as I predicted, that would happen for months. The only answer to these attacks, says Senator Tom Cotton, must be, quote, devastating military retaliation against Iran's terrorist forces, both in Iran and across the Middle East. Anything less will confirm Joe Biden as a coward unworthy of being commander in chief. He got that out there in an election year. Right? That something? was all that was about was just, you know, calling him a coward, getting that into the voters ears. Right. That's all it was. Yeah. yeah. Get the, uh, yeah. Um, the sound I can't believe I'm playing this, but I'm about to play um, a, the most reasonable Tucker Carlson clip you're going to hear today. <laughs> Spelling it out and calling for the bombing of Iran. So I've been on the phone all day to the Mideast. And I've this told is uh, Lindsay, Ladybugs, Lindsey Graham. Our allies and people with connections to Iran. What I would do. I would tell Iran that if Hezbollah attacks Israel, we're going to come after you, the Iranians, and have a coordinated effort between the United States and Israel to put Iran out of the oil business by destroying their refineries. There are four major refineries in Iran. They're fixed targets. Uh, If Hezbollah attacks Israel, I would make Iran pay a heavy price. What exactly would happen? I just want to pause here because I've seen that clip going around because Tucker put this out. A lot of pages have been sharing this. Mm-hmm. That video is from October 8th. A day after. Yeah, that was Lindsey Graham talking about Israel being invaded by uh, by Hamas. Hamas, yeah. Just for context, States, that's valuable. If we declared war on Iran and started blowing up their infrastructure. Lindsey Graham has no clue what would happen. He hasn't thought it through. He's almost 70 years old and he has no children. He doesn't care. Oh, Alan, why is he 70-year-old <laughs> with no children? Does he have, does he have a girlfriend? <laughs> But neither, amazingly, do most of his colleagues in well, Washington that means you're gay. as reckless as he is. Texas Congressman Dan Crenshaw took to social media to call for what he described as a war to end all wars, as if there is such a thing. But of course, there isn't such a thing. Wars beget more war. I, I, I do hate the way he dumbs things down because he is a good writer. I've, re- I've read what he writes. It, he, he's a good writer back in the day. <laughs> to, this, the way this sounds is just so dumb. But, of course, there isn't such a thing. Wars beget more war. And that's true. But it's just saying the wars to end all wars. You don't have to finish it with, but, of course, there isn't such a thing. Like, that's the point of, like, the contrast of what he's saying. And Yeah. But anyways, those are the two that were the most vocal. Um, there were other neocons or whatever you call that now. Um, I guess I'll have a question. I know Biden uh, announced that there will be retaliations for it. And he said something like, we'll retaliate and it'll be on our terms and when we choose, which... I kind of like, right? That's not turning up the temperature, but it's satisfying. Hey, don't worry, you know? Yeah, it's sort of like the Iranians did when we killed Soleimani. I agree with the Iranians, Alan. <laughs> um, so do you uh, do you think that Biden's going to get approval from Congress before he bombs Iran? Uh, I think if he wants to, it will be there. Um, but I, I don't... I think he can probably go for it. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. We're never going to fucking do that. They're never going to do that again. It would be yeah. so easy for the president to just be like, I'm going to hand this to Congress. Like, wouldn't that be great? Make the Republicans say no. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. Or make the Democrats do it, you know? But like, fucking put this on them. Make the party speak. Like, all right. I, I just wish that would happen for once. Like, when was the last time Congress had to approve anything? 
like 20 years ago yeah yeah they've been using those old ones they've been like hey we're gonna write out isis okay this is like isis so we'll use the same authorization (laughs) that's literally what they do that's literally what they're like this was used for isis or terrorist operation operations this is an affiliate of isis the same thing use Mm -hmm. that one it's permission slip bullshit um, I don't have a sound for it, but there was a British tanker that caught on fire that probably would have been the news if soldiers didn't die. Um, so the Houthis hit a British tanker that caught on fire and the Americans had to go put the, 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 the fire out. Um, there was, I think like a, either a, I don't know if it was a Russian tanker or if it was a tanker carrying Russian oil that also got struck by them Houthis, which... In that sense, it's kind of a good thing because anything that makes Russia feel like they have to go around Africa to sell their oil means they won't make any money off it or their gas or whatever. Right, right. Um, yeah, I, think I don't think it was a Russian tanker. I think it was a tanker carrying Russian oil. But okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's all I have on that. I have another clip about Israel. Do you have any more thoughts about what's going on with Jordan? I feel like this is going to be a real hot subject by the time this show drops. I mean, I by mean, the time this show drops, there's a good chance we've we've committed our strikes, right? It's possible. I haven't seen anything look happening. at the TV. <laughs> I did look at the TV. Yeah. I was like, are we bombing yet? No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's a big deal, man. It, it, this is an escalation um, that nobody wanted. I don't think I, even the uh, Iranians, as you said. Um, and this is the sort of thing that can, you know, instigate larger conflict that nobody wants like like the, the this is this is the spark that that makes those things happen though this is yeah you know this this is the uh oh, i mean i was assassination of uh Fra- france just a sarajevo Transport. yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah, I understood. um so it's it's scary to be here and sit at you know at this precipice in history um and i i don't know man like it's it, I, there's no way to predict what what happens. No. There's a lot of things in motion, and um, who knows where they will. Yeah, be. that's why you don't stir up these hornets' nests because right. yeah, things right. events go in motion that cannot be predicted the outcomes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. Um, so like I said, we probably would have been talking about Israel's uh, international house of pancakes uh, <laughs> decision. Uh, Criminal justice. They got yeah. the Rudy Tutti fresh and fruity thrown right in their face, um, but. I don't even have a clip for that. It would be boring if you did. I, I watched some of it. it I, I have this clip, which is an incredible Freudian slip. And I would like to use the rest of my time to say how appalled I am that people are bringing up the Holocaust. Do not use other genocides to describe this oh. one. Alan, I stepped on been... it. Alan, I... Alan, come on. You knew it was coming. Oh, God. Do not other. use other genocides to describe this one i have been isn't that something <laughs> the crowd immediately knows that <laughs> the face. people oh <laughs> she goes oh <laughs> whoopsies <laughs> this is a different genocide yeah. not like the other yeah, ones like, yeah which makes clearly. it better um okay oh god all right let's talk about the border republicans okay. want us to talk about the border let's talk about the border let's talk about um, the border I, I know it's not that simple, but it is being used as a tool. And we, that was like, I feel like we were the, I'm starting to hear other news places or people that do what we do, where they sort of break down the media, uh, start to identify this as a, an election point because the economy is good. So wonder where I fucking heard that a month ago. Right, Alan? <laughs> 
on none taken. Um, I, I only like to toot my own horn when I know I fucking nail something. And that one's a good one. <laughs> Uh, that was so, a good one. so they did introduce impeachment articles for Mayorkas, Department of Homeland Security, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas. Mm. Like how I nailed that? He did. Uh, here, let's play this clip and then we'll talk about this from MSNBC. Breaking news from Capitol Hill. House Republicans have just unveiled two articles of impeachment they're bringing against Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Like um, Hispanic Bezos. <laughs> the first is focused on what they call a willful and systemic refusal. To- Even Hispanic? What's, what's Mayorkas? I think the Alejandro got me. Mayorkas, uh, yeah, it almost so. sounds like Greek or something, right? A little bit. Yeah. Alejandro. Mayorkas. Okay. Comply with the law. The second is focused on what they're alleging is a breach of public trust. I better pause it and say the words that I spoke over. So article, first article of impeachment is willful and systematic refusal to comply with the law. Two is breach of the public trust. I feel like if two exists, you can just throw that on anybody. Breach, breach of the public trust, an easy one. <laughs> um, Wilfen systemic refusal to comply with the law. I think it's important for folks to really understand out there is this news is breaking right now. This and is the former head of the Republican Party. Yes. That's weird. Michael Steele. Folks are digesting this. Understand fundamentally this is a stunt. This is not about anything that Mayorkas, the secretary, has done that violates his constitutional oath of office. The last time um, impeachment proceedings were initiated against a member of the president's cabinet was 1876 when impeachment charges were filed against um, the secretary of war. Uh, this was a predetermined impeachment. The chairman of the committee, more. Mark Green, he was actually caught on tape fundraising off of plans to impeach the secretary. Right. Isn't that something? I, plan that. I don't like playing MSNBC that long. Sorry. Um, <laughs> This is Trump on the subject of the border. This is just more confirmation of what the uh, the real agenda is on the right. Because if you remember, we talked about this on our headline show last week that Republicans were like, yeah, we'll give Ukraine funding if you guys can fix things on the border. And the Democrats are like, well, let's come to the table. Let's make a bipartisan bill. A bipartisan bill started to get momentum. More on that in a minute. There's a guy in uh, Oklahoma. We'll just talk about it now. There's a guy in Oklahoma who got um, censored uh, for attempting to have to like just continue the conversation about a bipartisan, uh, basically his job, right? Like try to mm-hmm. try to pass these bills that are keeping the budget, uh, the, the, the government funded. Um, and anyways, anyways, so Republicans said, if you can come up with a way to fix what's going on at the border, then we can fund Ukraine. They started to work on that and they were like, whoa, 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 whoa. We can't give Joe Biden a win. So then they backtracked on that and they're like, we don't need to fix that. And then since then, that news cycle ran through and they gave a lot of negative press on the Republicans. And even Mitch McConnell, who sort of led that, is backtracking on that. But we know their we know their move, right? Like we know what they're willing to do. Here's Trump campaigning in Nevada. There's people that say Colorado and Oregon. Those people say Nevada. Nevada. I'd rather have no bill than a bad bill. A bad bill you can't have, and that's what was happening in the House. I'd rather, so that's their move. I'd rather have no bill than a bad bill. Well, they were going to agree on it, right? Like it was going to be something that the people we elect settle on to make a decision. Like you can't make everyone happy, right? But it was going to be a compromise. Yes. Yeah, that was the word, settle on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd rather have no bill than a bad bill. He's not in fucking power. Like, is this what we want? I literally, I, I'm sorry. Remind me which candidate says we need to get rid of the unelected 
bureaucrats that are controlling Washington. <laughs> that was him, right? That was him. This that man is him. not in power. And there are people in the Senate, the people in the House that are changing the policy path that they went down because he made this statement. Yes. Uh, it's it's it is uh it is bad this is this is by the way in our life the last time we got this close to there being real change on like immigration policy was george w bush because trump didn't give a fuck about any uh immigration policy he just wanted to build a wall it was something he campaigned right. off of right but right. i george, mean obama tried a couple things but didn't really do yeah yeah well obama hired more border patrol agents that's when i applied um, the, <laughs> oh, I remember that. The, I don't. I don't want to talk about that. Um, good lord, dodge that bullet. Um, oh, that was a cute cough. Yeah. You need to get a button. Um, the uh, uh, your cough is so unexpected. The tone. <laughs> it was the tone. Um, so this is this is in our life. The last time there was any real push where there, there actually was a bipartisan effect of getting this accomplished mm. was on, on, during George W. Bush. Right. That's that was twenty years ago, bud. Um, this now, right now, in this year, this you know, the year before the election, is the best chance to actually get changes done with our with our immigration policy. There is a will. There is a clear path that both parties have agreed on, and then Trump is scuttling it. Someone who's not in office. Yeah, I mean, it's not. I, it's not just Trump. I mean, I think that it's his direction. It's they're all there. Trump think- is doing it because they're trying to get him reelected. But leaders of the party understand that this is an issue that he can run on and be successful with. So Trump's and doing it. Don't fucking act so like that. Tr- no, I, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I mean, you can draw lines, sure. Um, I can draw lines. I, I know words. You know, I mean, McConnell came out and said it, like, to, to his own party. He was like, hey, we need to decouple the, the border crisis from, from the Ukraine funding. Ukrainian the funding. budget, yeah. Yeah, Um because you know we want to run on this issue and you're correct that is a trump stance um that his party is now falling in line with um and it sucks and we know that immigration needs to be reformed we know that has for many 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 years um and we we understand that immigration or people coming to this country is good for us net positive right Mm -hmm. like we understand that um so it's it's just maddening to be at this crossroads where one party is like, no, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to work on that because it's a, it's a strategy we could run on. It's something that they say that they want changed and they right. aren't willing to work on it because it would give the, their opponent something to campaign on. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So they would say, I want chaos at the border. Which, by the way, the border is not the issue. Immigration is the issue. The border is the symptom, right? Right. How we process immigrants is right. the issue. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I have a perfect microcosm of this like political problem summarized in one man's life. So there's this. I, he's probably some. I feel like I know his name, which if you're a senator from Oklahoma and I your, know your name, I probably have not been happy with something you've done politically. <laughs> but there's this senator in Oklahoma, James Lankford, who was censured, like I said, for just doing his job and trying to work out a bipartisan agreement after the party had said, like, no, 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 we're trying to get Trump reelected. We want bad things at the border even though mm-hmm. that's the thing we want fixed. Okay. We <laughs> yeah. want, we want the border fixed by having it be bad so that Trump can come in and not do anything. Okay. Right. Um, so like I said, he got, 
he he got censured for doing his job. In the letter that they sent for the censoring, they the I'm gonna this this sentence here is word for word. Whereas authorized, so this is their argument for why he should be censored. Whereas authorizing several thousand people to invade our borders, the language authorize invade right whereas authorizing several thousand people to invade our border before any action can be taken as uh, to the uh, uh, man sorry whereas authorizing several thousand people to invade our borders before any action can be taken is contrary to the oath Langford took to the constitution what does that mean what does authorizing mean did james Langford personally authorize people to invade our country by saying we want the, our our we, we want our existing board we want to have either our existing or an improved border um uh processing right like uh, have, having a pathway to citizenship for people that maybe don't have a criminal background and have a way of making a living when they get here like what is that? Is that authorizing? Is that authorizing an invasion? An invasion, by the way, an invasion where there is. I'll save that. I'll save that, Alan. Maybe you can jump in. Sorry. So, so yeah, he didn't sign all their hall passes or permission slips. And, and like thousands is the key word. Like since it was right, thousands. That. Oh well, now it's a problem. But if it was only five hundred, that would be one thing, right? <laughs> like, right? It's an invasion. It's man. an invasion. Yeah. It, okay, I'll jump. No, it's not. It's not an invasion. It's not an invasion. Not at all. Just the fact that people are making up these versions of reality in response to what reality actually is and attacking this guy is a perfect example of microcosm of what the border issue is for our politics, I feel like. I would agree. Paul put a story in the chat. I sent it to you. Did you get a chance to watch that? I sent it to you on Instagram. I said, watch this before the show. Damn it. You don't check your Instagram, Alan. Um, (laughs) So there was this guy who went down to the border and he's like, here's Eagle Pass. Here's where the razor wire is. Here's where the border crossing is. Here's where that bridge is. And here's all the cops or the border patrol agents, federal troops, whatever it is. They're all that. This is everything that you've been seeing. And then he panned out and he drove down the mile, a half mile or down the road, a half mile, the whole way down the, 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 the road, that half mile, it's the Trump's border wall, that slotted fence. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you just watch that till, till your eyes kind of go blurry. You know, like when you watch patterns like that, when you're driving and it's being sure. recorded and it starts getting all weird. And then he slows down about a half mile down and all, all along that whole way, no guards and mm. open these, the fence has gates in it, by the way, is beautiful gate. Uh, I, I feel like a gate, I feel like a gate in a wall is the, is the equivalent of like the, um, the, uh, the uh the what, what do you call it the, damn it i'm trying to get to this the chain is only as strong as its weakest chink link mm. alan not <laughs> don't jump in while i'm trying to say things alan god i know you like saying that word but uh yeah so there's a little bit of a uh chink in our armor with the gates that we have in the border wall and um it's evident in this video because the gates are fucking open they're open a half mile from the concertina wire Right. So let's just picture a world where these 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 people walk here from Venezuela and then they get to that and they're like, oh, well, that's where all the cops are. Let's go over there. Not just walk another half mile that way and through that fence. Like this is all just performative. This is all just theater. Right. That's what we've been saying. This is an election issue that they're trying to leverage and they're creating a scene so that they can have Biden be ineffective. Right. But then when I mean, Biden actually pulls his shit together and his party's like, here, let's make a deal. The Republicans have to have to back out of it and they don't right. get egg on their face. Yeah. 
No, I mean, obviously, that it, <laughs> to look at that video and not understand that it's, you know, this is theater for for a certain segment that, I mean, it's so The media's obvious. guilty of it. The media could have done that. They could have done that. They could have walked, you know, driven the um, mile. I mean, they drove to the site where they put their cameras. They saw it. <laughs> yeah, I, it's it is uh, it is Kabuki theater at its worst. Yeah. I mean, and there, and there is a solution to this. There really is a solution to this. And it's not. Like we've said last week and the week before, it's not something that is going to have the outcomes that maybe Republicans want. By the way, first half's heavy. Second half's going to be a little short. Um, there are solutions to this. So um, we can expand and improve the places where we accept like border processing facilities. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and expand what the Biden, the, the Biden administration capped their own success that they had at fixing some of these border issues early on. They capped their own success. One of the things they did was they set up pro like parole systems in foreign countries where people were, were immigrating here from and saying, go into your embassy, set yourself up. It'll probably take you about two years, but then you'll come here. You may not be a citizen, but you'll be allowed to live here. You know, you'll pay taxes and not get much for it because you're not an actual citizen, but, um, you can not run for president. What do you think you are a felon? Um, (laughs) All right. Like, I mean, like, there's also the app that was created. Yeah, um, that crashed. People, yeah, that people crashed that don't have cell phones. People that walk from Venezuela notoriously have cell phones that have great data plans. There's um, people that flew from Senegal to Venezuela to walk here. I mean, let's just wrap your head around that but, for a minute. But like that is that is a solution. That is a solution. Like, sure. like Absolutely. it's just not politically popular to do. And again, that will focus on the immigration problem, Republicans want to focus on the border, which is mm-hmm. the effect of having a bad immigration system, right? It's the symptom, yes. Okay. All right. I feel like it's kind of like that truth thing. A truth isn't a deck, deck, de- uh, what? Not a destination, it's a direction. Like ah, the border okay. problem yeah. isn't the issue, it's our immigration system, right? Um, okay, one last clip on the border here. I thought this was interesting. We can kind of riff off of it. For a long time, and this following thing that caught my eye, quote, the immigration court backlog is currently about 3.3 million. Those migrants are going to be waiting, working and living in the United States for a long time, and many won't leave even if the court orders them to go, end quote. That's just crazy untenable, isn't it? I mean, so I feel like this is an opportunity for Republicans to recognize the same arguments that they make when they talk about guns in America and just say it's baked in. There are too many guns that we're not going to get rid of them. There's 3.3 million backlog migrants in the U.S. that even if Trump does his, I'm going to get elected and have our largest deportation drive, which what a horrible thing to run on and make people happy about. Right. Like I just. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah. You're you're, if you tell them to leave, they're not gonna at least a large amount won't. Right. Like and. And And they won't mostly will not face consequences for for doing that. Right. Right. Yes. and it, it undermines the whole invasion because you, you've, you're hearing that narrative more and more, right? Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, if we're being invaded, well, they're already here. Like it's, it's not an invasion. It's, it's not, it's not an invasion. Um, but yeah, it never was. No, I know. <laughs> I know, but it's a campaign. 3.3 3 million. That's a lot of people. Yeah. I That's mean, the so, backlog. So if you want, so fixing that you... is the goal. Fix that. Yeah, fix that bureaucracy. Make that functional. Make it well. Work. That costs money. You're going to have to have money put into something, and it's not going to be a wall, 
right? And they set up things like the wall so that they can say that you're not doing the thing that we want, so you're not doing anything. And the people that only listen to their people will say they're not doing the thing, right? We can fund the wall. We can fund the uh, concertina wire. We can fund uh, Israel. We can fund all these things, but we can't fix our own shit. Like, how does that make any sense? It doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, it's a good point. Culture wars, that's how it makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think Texas is off the... I think... uh, Early reports are in, and Texas is going to Trump. When I'm president, instead of trying to send Texas a restraining order, I will send them reinforcements. Oh. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? I forgot we're still on the first half. Um, wow. All right, let's pivot a little bit. We've got a, an old campaign strategy that the Democrats have just started to decide to use. Uh, this is your guy. I don't know his name. Biden is employing a familiar tactic, though one that's relatively new for him. He's hoping to throw off Donald Trump right off his campaign message by taking jabs at his likely Republican opponent. Recently, Biden has been mocking Trump, calling him things like loser and emphasizing the former in former president. A person close to Trump actually says that he's rattled by Biden's efforts to get under his skin. Aides to the president's re-election campaign, though, tell CNN that the taunting will keep up as they shift into general election mode. President Biden is employing uh, a familiar tactic. I tried to stop it so many times, sorry. <laughs> um, I think I have one more follow-up of that. This is Biden in South Carolina. Uh, yeah, this is Biden in South Carolina. There are only two presidents in American history who left office with fewer jobs than they took office. Herbert Hoover and, yes, Donald Herbert Hoover Trump. Oh, oh, oh. Have you he's a little confused these days. <laughs> he apparently can't tell the difference between Nikki Haley and Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> Folks, the bottom line is our economy has grown more in the last six months than it ever did. Now we're getting into his uh, campaign stuff. I don't really care to do that. But I mean, so I, I think the important thing to understand about this presidential election is that this is an existential crisis for the former president trump um he just lost the lawsuit to carol <laughs> he's got to pay more millions of dollars yeah we got a clip on that um you know he's got all these other court cases happening um really the only way he moves forward you know and is you know as he is is to be to win the presidency um and that's all of his businesses that's all that's everything so he's going to pull out all the stops, and we know what it looks like when he does that. Um, it's going to be a hell of a ride. If he sure. wins mm-hmm. and it's contestable, mm-hmm. suspicious, or okay. if he wins narrowly and Republican and, and Democrats still have say in the House and Senate. Mm-hmm. On January 6th, even if he wins, do you think he'll hold a rally in case Democrats do the right thing and say, hey, this man's not eligible. One member of the House sponsored by a senator will challenge the election just like Trump did with Ted Cruz. I I could certainly see that. You think he would hold another rally on January 6th? (laughs) I think he'll hold plenty of rallies and he's going to say running up the election that it's it's rigged before we get any result he's gonna say it's wasn't he saying something along those lines in 2016 too yeah and then he won he's like oh Oh, shit we won (laughs) yeah no he's 100 percent going to try to undermine anybody's belief in the uh sanctity of our election processes um processes 
meanwhile <laughs> running. Uh, yeah, it, it's going to be a shit show. What do you think about the loser tactic? Uh, you've been saying for years that you wish Democrats would play a little more dirty now that Republicans insist on it. I have. It, um, do you think it's true that it's taken him off his game? That was CNN saying so. Uh, I don't know that. Yeah. I don't. I'm not sure if I believe that. He's an incredibly petty man. If he believes that there's traction to him being considered a loser, like that, that does hit him. It's a good tactic, whether I almost whether it works or not, right? I, yeah, I mean, so, so, but he's he's a sociopath, right? Like, I don't yeah. know what what <laughs> what hits him at all. Yeah. I, I don't. It's hard to. Yeah, process yeah. that. Tell him his daughter's ugly. <laughs> um, this is the UAW president uh, just dragging Sean Fain. Dragging no, no. Mm, yeah, it's Sean Fain. That is him. Okay. Yeah. Dragging Trump on Fox News. Consider Donald Trump. You did not. Why not? Uh, well, I mean, you know, if you look at just the the facts and the the body of work of of both candidates and you know uh, both of them in their own words uh nowhere in history has donald trump ever stood for the american worker um he stands against pretty much everything that we stand for had already to- went to a non-union uh yeah shop when they were when picketing. the unions were striking look at yeah. a lot of things and overall you know we just had our our contract fight uh with the big three and uh our, our most successful contract in history and uh you know, uh, President Biden was standing, stood there with us on the picket line. Oh, you know, unlike President Trump back in '19, when GM was on strike for 40 days and he was completely non-existent um, and silent on the issue. Um, you know, I can go down through the list of things, uh, the difference in the candidates, but uh, it's very clear to us uh, who stands with working-class people in this country and who uh, stands against them. You know. Um your counterpart of the Teamster, Sean O'Brien, has met with uh, Donald Trump and, of course, the president, all the major candidates when they were still in the race. You opted not to go that route. Uh, and I'm just curious as to why. Well, you look at the body of work. Um, you know, I'm not going to speak for President O'Brien, but I will speak oh. for the UAW. And sure. uh, The fuck's President O'Brien? Oh, President O'Brien. of the. Okay, then. The other, I, I thought the he Teamsters. missed uh, Biden. In 2008, 2009, the economic recession, Donald Trump blamed the workers for what was wrong with these companies. You know, in 2015, he talked about doing a rotation of good-paying jobs in the Midwest, somewhere where they'd pay less and have people begging for their jobs back at lower wages. You know, in 19, uh, also in 15, uh, when Volkswagen workers voted to organize, um, he put an LRB in place that uh, killed the organizing uh, the contract for those workers. Um, you know, in, in 19, when he was president, he didn't support the strike. He told workers at Lordstown Assembly Plant, which was closing, don't sell your houses. And then he did nothing to support them, you know, versus versus President Biden, who in 2023, when a plant was going to close in Belvedere, Illinois, for Stellantis, he stood with those workers. He helped us save a community and helped bring not one plant, but two plants back to life. And he stood with our members on the picket line in our fight. For economic justice, okay, right. I could have considered. I cannot believe this is happening on Fox News. Like that's <laughs> that's the whole reason I played that that long. There, there are a lot of things happening on Fox News that are a bit uh, unbelievable. Is this because they reason. lost that lawsuit? I, I I don't know what the impetus is, but it's definitely been different. Impetus. I think, but what he's talking about there, he has the receipts. I mean, yeah, he uh, like you can literally point, you know, A B C D E F G, and know like like who has been behind the worker and who has not. Uh, I think it's pretty clear as he lays it out. Um, 
yeah, despite his name being a little bit sus, um, he, he seems to be a pretty good leader. Sean Fain, because yeah. he reminds you of the Irish. Um, yes. Speaking of immigrants, this was supposed to belong up in that border segment, uh, but I, it was one of my early clips I put into the sheet, and I kind of rushed getting into the show tonight. Here <laughs> is Kelly Osborne definitely not saying the right thing on The View. <laughs> That the immigration problem is a problem and it does need to be addressed and it does need to be fixed. Interesting. But making uh, those comments, those racist comments, do not help. And, it does, and if, yeah. you, if you kick every Latino out of this country, then who is going to be cleaning your toilet, Donald Trump? Oh, jeez. Oh, wait, 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 Alan, you need to hear the set. Hold on, okay? Listen to the reaction. Oh, God. And who is going to be cleaning your toilet, Donald Trump? Oh, that's... No. In the sense that... No. You know what I mean? Like, what I'm saying... There's, that, more, there's more jobs to be... In L.A., they... <laughs> wow wow <laughs> pov you think you're uh, saying the right thing around your left wing friends <laughs> <laughs> now you say something half wrong around right winger they're just like what are you talking about call you that other <laughs> f word clean your toilet yeah oh, uh, i mean i know what she meant but yeah. like in the sense yeah. that he hires hispanics and doesn't pay them but like <laughs> All right, I got a wackadoo for the week where we go to lunch, okay? Okay, all right. All right, so remember about the NFL being rigged, that whole thing we were talking about last week? So um, remember the Super Bowl logos are purple and red, so they're like, clearly it's going to be the Ravens versus the... Niners. Niners, right? Because the Chiefs played the Ravens, so it could have been Ravens-Chiefs, right? Right, right. Okay, Um, so that didn't happen. Because the goddamn fucking Lions lost. They blew it in the second half. And the Chiefs won. Won. Whoa, you said it right. Um, (laughs) So any good con has to be able to change the script and keep Ah, it moving, right? Okay, here's how they kept it moving. NFL is officially rigging the playoffs so that the Chiefs make the Super Bowl. Here's Just what- forget about everything we've been saying to this point about how the colors of the logo predict who's in the Super Bowl. The NFL is still definitely rigging it, and here's why. It starts with this man right here, referee Sean Smith. He was handpicked by Roger Goodell in the NFL to be the head referee come Sunday's AFC Championship. They handpicked the referee so he'd be favorable to the road team because the Ravens had a home game. Read this tweet from Warren Sharp. The NFL pushed the panic button. They have a ref in their rotation who's a massive edge to road teams. Both teams win at the number one highest rate with him. He penalizes home teams in ways no other ref does, and he's calling the Chiefs road game. All right, I want to talk about this for a second before we hear the rest of his fucking bullshit. A lot okay. of a lot of people, that, that guys, if you don't know sports, you may have heard the phrase home field advantage. So home field advantage is this sort of mythical thing about how if you're a home team, you have a little bit of an edge. And... Fucking nerds have looked into this. And in football, they tend to say that home field advantage is worth about three points. So that's not insignificant. You know, like if everybody scores touchdowns, you get an extra field goal, you win the game, right? Um, and it doesn't mean it translates to you getting a field goal. It just means on average, it's about a three-point differential that home teams get the 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 benefit of. And there's a lot bookies, of... Bookies use that to set their, their yes. numbers. Yes, yeah. Like if everything is literally equal, if the 49ers were playing the literal 49ers, but one of the 49ers was the home team, that right. one would be set on defense fault an extra three points by vegas correct okay so a lot of fucking nerds looked into this and what they've determined is because there's theories people are like it's the crowd it's the 12th man are we our crowd our fans are just so good that that like the 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 other team's too scared to play us it doesn't matter they're professional athletes like yeah so so what it comes down to is, is what these nerds figured out is that referees are 
impartial, but they can't help but be influenced by not wanting. They're not influenced by the crowd like, oh, shit, you know, we got to make sure the crowd's happy. They are subconsciously influenced to not want to make the crowd mad on marginal calls. So the home team will get the benefit on marginal calls, whereas the road team, you can throw that flag and no people aren't going to boo you. They might even cheer you, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and now it is their literal job to not be influenced by that. And the fact that it only amounts to about three points, all things equal, is human human beings being involved with it, right? So what he's saying is that this ref has the best statistics at calling penalties in favor of the home, calling penalties on the home team. That's what he's saying. So, right. so he does his job better. Like he's less influenced, <laughs> he's by, the influenced by the home yes, crowd. Yes, right. The last three years with other refs, home teams win at a 55.9% clip. Oh, Smith, home win rates dropped to 40.8%. So this dude, Sean Smith, the head ref for Ravens Chiefs, favors the road team like a motherfucker. And the NFL handpicked them because they want the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Makes a lot of sense because imagine if Taylor Swift's team was in the Super Bowl. You can't do a video without having Taylor Swift in it for no reason, right? Revenue from non-football fans are going to watch for Taylor Swift is just insane. The NFL's a business at the end of the day, an entertainment business at that. And because of that, I promise you, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs from making the Super Bowl. Ravens got yeah, no I don't know. shot. I don't know why the team with all of their players, they've won two Super Bowls. They have, you know, some of the best receivers, running back, quarterback in the league. Why would why would they be a surprise? I'm going to guarantee, first of all, it's a 50-50, like if, you know, you're just throwing it at a dartboard. It's only two teams. Sure. Add on top of that that the 49ers have the guy who's, what, third string quarterback last year as their starting quarterback. Like, it's... It's not a fucking stretch. And yeah, okay, I'm done. I, we don't talk about sports here, but that's so <laughs> it's so annoying. That's so annoying. The, the conspiracies are just uh, yeah, they're, 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 they're not even creative. Yeah, no, they're not. We could be, be be creative if you're gonna yeah do that yeah yeah. Uh, go to lunch. Ask Let's. you a question. Okay. Um, they just make the toothbrush bristles change colors. You don't really have to change them, guys. It's cool. It's just a marketing <laughs> gimmick. Talk to you later. <laughs> don't brush your teeth. See you on the B side. This is the B side of our platter, sports fans. Uh-uh. And I'm singing just for you, covered in sequins. <laughs> In the canyons of your mind I will wander through your brain To the ventricles of your heart, my dear I'm in love with you Hey, buddy. So I went and checked on the dogs during the half. How are are the dogs doing? They're so cute. Sleepy Joe is just sleepy. (laughs) So cute. Is there... What what percentage would you say uh, are the odds that you might actually keep those dogs? We can't have five dogs, Alan. There's too many dogs. (laughs) Listeners, come adopt these dogs. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah. But like the foster agency reached out to us once last week and I was like, I'm not prepared for them to be gone tomorrow. I like, yeah, Yeah. but they are very hands off. I do get worried that we got two free dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, 
We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. For now, you get to see uh, Sleepy Joe. Sleepy Joe. Sleepy Joe. <laughs> uh, could you imagine if Joe Biden would have just picked like a likable vice president candidate? Like this oh, camera, this whole campaign would be so different because people would be like, we're going to pick the president that's going to die so we can have the guy we like woman <laughs> or woman that we like, you know, there's, I mean, just God, who would that VP pick have been? Joe Rogan, Tulsi uh, Gabbard. I don't, Tulsi. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Hmm. Uh, Dennis Kucinich. There you go. <laughs> Everybody likes that. Nobody, dude. nobody likes that guy. Nobody likes Is that. Yeah. <laughs> Might not be alive. I don't know. Oh, uh, Jared Polis. Yeah, governor of Colorado. I say that all the time. Okay. You do. Yeah. Sleepy Joe. Um, I put a you. note right next to this. We're going to start the second half with our uh, Trump cult. Um, I, I put a note right after I added this to the sheet. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm not supposed to share who sent this. <laughs> yeah, it's that guy. Um, somebody, somebody sent this in. And uh, I put a note saying, maybe don't play this. There's going to be jelking, gooning, hell, maybe even a group edging session first. You know what? how much we love to edge? I mean, when me and my boys edge, they tell us it's the best. They've never seen anyone edge like us. Don't even get me started on mewing and looks maxing. I know you've seen the clip. Can you just show that to the viewers for one second? I think they're really going to like this. <laughs> I did everything wow. right and they indicted the wrong me. Sorry, 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 sorry. Here's this one. Oh! That's what I meant to play. Edging. Me and the boys are edging. Yeah, what's that's... what's um looks maxing? I don't I don't know. Mm, okay. Right. <laughs> Do I want to ask what mewing is? I mean that seems self evident. Like right? Meow? No, like yeah, you know, making the noises. That's all it is? I don't know. I'm oh, just okay. I, <laughs> I don't I'm, know. I'm context <laughs> clues here. I don't know. I wonder what looks maxing means. Looks maxing is, that, is it maybe it's something I want to be into. Maybe I'm interested in this. I like, you know, finding new things, right? I'm going to, against my better judgment, <laughs> to Google it. Uh, part of a booming digital community of young men seeking to enhance their physical attractiveness. Wait, uh, dudes do this? Looks max. Oh, is yeah. it just like uh, aesthetics? You're going to lose your aesthetics, yeah. bro? It's just the new version of that? It's just the new version, yeah. These kids don't understand that we have words for this stuff already. <laughs> <laughs> we already have slang. We have slang at home. Are, yeah. Just right. check the Urban Dictionary before you make it. Yeah, it's already yeah. there. It's already there. All right. Well, uh, Sloppy Dawn is getting hit. Sloppy oh, Dawn. That's probably in the Urban Dictionary. Uh, Sloppy Dawn. Can you Google yeah. Sloppy Dawn? I'd rather not, but I Come will. Come on, Alan. You're already there. For the show. It's for the show. Uh, sloppy Dawn. What is it? It's like a rusty trombone. Um, dirty uh, Cleveland steamer. There is nothing for Sloppy John. Sloppy Dawn. Oh, no. I did do Sloppy Dawn. There's oh, okay. nothing for Sloppy Dawn. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. What about Sloppy Joe? Oh, there's plenty Sloppy, sloppy Joe. Joe. All right. <laughs> falling apart. <laughs> I, give me the wheel. I got this. Um, so <laughs> Sloppy Dawn is getting his women confused again. This is Trump oh. in a speech. I, I, I don't know if he gets... E. Jean Carroll confused with Nikki Haley, or Nikki Haley confused with E. Jean Carroll? I, mean, they all I don't even know who the... They all look the same? <laughs> that was a joke. This woman is. I have no idea who she is, where she came from. This is another scam. It's a political witch hunt. And somehow we're going to have to fight this stuff. We cannot let... Our... Right, so this is a taped response to his trial loss to E. Jean Carroll. Okay. 
So he taped this, and we've seen what happens. He takes three hours to do a 45-minute, 45-second right. video release, right? Mm -hmm. country go into this abyss this is disgraceful you have somebody running for office you have a woman that's financed and lied about it she totally lied about it by democrat operatives like just about the biggest one there is and she said that wasn't true they found that she lied about it and the judge wasn't even i guess letting it be put in as evidence the whole thing is a scam. Is Eugene Carroll running for president? He said we got a woman running for office and the Democratic. And it's a shame and it's a disgrace to our country. Huh? <laughs> I don't know. Man. Oh, well, this is about Carroll. Her cat was named Vagina. <laughs> That's true. He said that about her. Huh? <laughs> that book. Uh... Uh, uh... <laughs> okay. That book, The Constitution of uh, Truth. Is that right? Yeah. Constitution or, of no. knowledge. Constitution of knowledge. Yeah. Co cock. Um, Remember, it's, it stands for cock. Cock. Right. 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 He actually quotes some some spaces wherein Trump said something on one day and then literally said the exact opposite the next day. Uh, <laughs> In trial? Also, no. No. Like oh when he was oh president. oh. I'm sorry. I understand. Yeah. I've got trial uh, stuff in front of me. The level of disinformation bullshit that has been pushed out of this man's mouth is just other level it's 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 crazy it's wild um here's fox news talking about uh i i think fox news must like cut away from this or something fox fox news is dealing what does this say oh fox oh 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 so on fox they're talking this again this is fox news talking about donald trump not necessarily in the best light right um so they're covering his loss in court because he's a loser um to eugene carroll and the guest that's on there is saying this is about get the, that the $83 million mm -hmm. uh, is about getting him to shut up. Point of this, this enormous damages, unprecedented damages now, is to tell Donald Trump to shut up. Right? If, if you could think of it this way, every time Donald Trump wants to insult Gene Carroll, he's going to have to write a $40 million check for each <laughs> sentence. <laughs> That's how bad this is. Hmm. I, I can't believe his lawyers haven't succeeded in just telling him, look, campaign for president, run for president, make your accusations about a two-tiered justice system, but leave uh, this alone. Stop attacking people who are no longer public citizens. Stop attacking people where you've already lost and the court has already said what you've done is liable. Because every time he insults her again, he's going to have to cut another 20 to $30 million check. He's going to answer. He's going to say something. His lawyers are going to tell him not to. But what is the risk there? If he makes no more derogatory comments and just comments on this being an obscene amount of money. Or... I think that's okay. He can say, look, I think I shouldn't have lost. I think I'd be treated unfairly. Just he has to stop repeating the same things he said before and which he's lost again and again. And I think that's the other message behind this large verdict is not just that he should stop insulting Gene Carroll, but he has to stop disrespecting the justice system. I think he's showing a fundamental disrespect for the justice system and for the views of his fellow citizens, the jurors. I mean, this is not a judge who's punishing him. This is a randomly selected jury of his peers. The whole oh, point this one of this, this, this one was a jury. It was a judge only on the business one. I did such a good job. <laughs> I mean, he's... He's never respected a, a judiciary opinion in his entire life. I don't know why he would start now. Uh, yeah. Why did he 
talk? Like, why did he? Why because didn't he, has he just no self control? Well, why why wouldn't he just ignore this case? Right? Like, I don't. I can't imagine because, like they said in that, this one was. Uh, again, it was, we're going to go through the process of figuring out how much you owe this woman. You've clearly slandered her. He already had lost, and then he did it again. So why did he lost. go into court? No, no. So wait, hold on. Hold on. There are three E. Jean Carroll cases. There's right. the one he lost already for a certain thing that he said about her. Mm-hmm. In the process of that one, he committed more statements right. that he's going to have to pay for. They are still judiciating that one in the meantime this one just because of quirks of the legal system this is actually goes back to the initial time he defamed her so this is carol one even though it's the second judgment does that make sense yeah it does okay well, he's I, going I mean, back to trial for his first loss which is carol two part three it's very difficult to keep all these things straight he's involved in so much legal jeopardy but i mean I, he it just it goes back to ego essentially right like he just can't he couldn't not say something I, that's what i would perceive as an outsider yeah 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 nobody could well you know the closest person that could possibly tell what's going on inside his head is his lawyer alina haba alina 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 haba so she went out in front of did you watch i watched her whole uh, press announcement that she made where she walks up there in her Hillary Clinton power suit looking markedly more attractive than Hillary Clinton. But, uh, <laughs> so she walks out there and like, like I, you watch, did you watch this? Did you see I this? I did not okay. watch this. Oh man. Okay. When you see this, you're going to be like, it, she is performing for a one person audience. This looks amazing for Trump. However, mm. This is a perfect example. When you hear her, you're like, this is why you appealed to Trump. This is why you're Trump's lawyer. You're also doing the I'm Trump's lawyer thing, which is I have a client. I'm going to perform for my client. But like, do you, do you get what I'm saying with all that? Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's not about whether you're a good lawyer because she made a bunch of gaffes in um, in the courtroom. Like she did the I, I'm not a legal expert. She she improperly submitted evidence or things like that. And it was like my cousin Vinny, where it's like, Hey, the judge is mad at you for being bad at being a lawyer. Two use the two use. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, he's run through so, so many lawyers. It's, it's, uh, it's actually impressive. Has he had a hot one before though, Alan? Huh? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. To the ballot box, but don't get it twisted. We are seeing a violation of our justice system. Ladies and gentlemen, you are not allowed to be stripped of every defense that you have. It's not every defense you have. Oh, my God. Okay, so I watched this. She kept going back to that. She's like, the judge said we couldn't use our defenses. So it's the only way we could defend him. It's like, yeah, they said you couldn't use that because those were lies or they were not. They were, they were otherwise untruths. <laughs> you don't get to defend yourself with something that is not factual. If that leaves you with no defense, you're saying, in other words, that your client is guilty. Like, like how else would you hear someone being like, they wouldn't let us use our defenses? It's like, right. Because guilty? <laughs> you are not allowed to be All right, to be so you're getting you an idea now about why... Uh, fucking hilarious guy, Jake Tapper, jumps in. Jake Tapper? Jake, Ta- Jake, Jake Tapper jumps in. Hey, Donald Trump's attorney is perceived as... Kind of looks like that Fred Armisen. Effective as she is, which is... Not particularly effective. Uh, Laura Coach. To run to the ballot box, but don't right. get it twisted. I didn't, know, we where, I didn't he... know how long that went. All I knew was that at some point he cut her off. But um, yeah, it's not surprising <laughs> CNN cut her off. I uh, mean, he dated Monica Lewinsky. He's got a... Jake Tapper? Got some, yeah, he's got some street. I feel like it's been very cool lately to talk about Monica Lewinsky being attractive. <laughs> Me and you were alive for 1998. You were. 
nobody ever said anything about her. No, because you know? no. because because nobody was looking for a thick back then, right? I, I yeah, that's probably. She, true. I, 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 in fact, I seem to remember the phrase "roly poly" getting used quite a bit. <laughs> Who the fuck comes on a dress, Alan? <laughs> like, did she say no? Don't come on my mouth. Come on, the, come on my dress. That'd be a weird thing to be like. I don't want it in my mouth. I'll just wear it out. That would be weird, considering. Not going to put loved. it on your hair. This is a nice restaurant. That's a dice joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, considering the cigar treatment, it seems a line that's strange to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> I got trump here what's this trump clip um oh well we said this last week where i was talking about game theory where it's like you know when someone tells you what they're doing you know believe them right like sure cooperate first but then once you know who they are god look at how bad his makeup looks this is a republican page this is like pro trump this is not doctor to make him look bad anyway plan to dismantle the deep state and reclaim our democracy from washington corruption once and for all and corruption it is. First, I will immediately reissue my 2020 executive order restoring the president's authority to remove rogue bureaucrats, and I will wield that power very aggressively. Did you say it's 2021? Was when he was trying to, like, keep himself in office? Is that what he said? That's, that's what I'm pretty sure when he tried that, they said, No, 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 you cannot do that, Donald. They told him not to Donald. do that, Donald. Second, we will clean out all of the corrupt actors in our national security and intelligence apparatus, and there are plenty of them. The departments and agencies that have been weaponized will be completely overhauled so that faceless bureaucrats will never again be able to target and persecute conservatives. Can we talk about faceless bureaucrats for just a moment? Sure, let's. Because, like, when, when you know, the, the, the message that he uses about gutting the deep state, like, that's appealing to not just people on the right, but people that don't like career political actors or career... Like, I, 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 I get it. bureaucrats. Yeah, yeah. And, and I get it that the government will pay you less than the private sector, but you can make a whole career out of it. There's pensions and blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and, and I'm glad that they do because there are positions that we have a larger scope of freedom in our life because to an extent the federal government can ensure certain safeties right to an extent to an extent i'm for this right mm-hmm. and when you talk about people just yeah i mean all of these agencies have too many but their, their budgets are bloated with um staffing but their staffing budgets are all bloated. And, you know, you see horrible things like everybody I know who's worked for a government office has been like, yeah, we came down to the end of our budget and we had like an extra $10,000. And if we didn't spend it, they'd make next year's budget $10,000 less. So we have a room in this building. This is a real story. We have a room in this building that's un- it's an unused office. And we filled that with reams of paper. So we'll never be out of paper. But we, we bought $10,000 worth of paper so we could finish out our budget. That's wrong, right? Like, then you should be incentivized to get more budget. Maybe if you can be under budget, right? Like, however, and then if you're under budget even more next year, you, you, everybody gets a pizza party, something like that. Right. But you, <laughs> you don't get a bigger budget because you manage to spend all the money. Right. Like that's where people that want to gut the government. I totally am on board with. Right. But mm-hmm. what he is talking about ignores like the, like the most fundamental part of the system we live in. And it's the best part of it is that those are all citizens that do that. Those are me and you, and it can be me and you if you want to, and you think you can bring something better to the country you live in by being a public servant. 
And I've known most of the people that I've known that have been in those positions are true public servants. They wanted the opportunity to not just change their life, but the people around them. And then they're like, well, I'll ask you to vote for me if you think I can. Right. Yeah. And that, I, damn it. That's so, elections. I forgot about that. So, <laughs> so what you're talking about there or what we're talking about here is what we discussed last week. Um, wherein that's, that's step one for Trump to sort of take over the entire government and remove the, um, remove obstacles. The, wall, remove the, the obstacles, the checks and balances, checks and balances in the, in the system. <clears throat> and yeah, so, uh, I mean, bureaucracies often suck. However, there is institutional knowledge that people acquire that takes time. And if you just delete all of that, it's going to be more non-functional than it already is. But he's not doing it because he has some sort of libertarian viewpoint where these bureaucracies need to be dissolved. He's doing it to instantiate his place in right. power. But he's leveraging and, the fact that people want the change and they're like, correct, fine, correct. you're not perfect, but we'll accept you doing it because you're the mm -hmm. only person that's going to get us that, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. But you don't want the other side of that where they're all his sycophants. Right. Christians right. or the left's political enemies, which they're doing now at a level that nobody can believe even possible. Third, we will totally reform FISA courts, All four. which are so corrupt that the judges seemingly do not care when they are lied to in warrant. FISA courts are a rubber stamp. Like, I, I, I'm not joking. I feel like unless it's changed out of the thousands and thousands of submissions in front of the FISA court judges, like 20 have been denied. Like a very, like, like a very, 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 very small number have been denied. It, it's it, if you present something to a FISA court judge, they will approve it. It's a guarantee almost. It pretty much is. And also, why bother? Just, you know, <laughs> what did Snowden teach us? Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. It's a fuck, man. Yeah, true. No, one more. So many judges have seen so many applications that they know were wrong, or at least they must have known. They do nothing about it. They're lied to. Fourth, to expose the hoaxes and abuses of power that have been tearing our country apart, we will establish a Truth and Reconciliation Commission. No. To no, I didn't get this far in this. Do you know where that was first used? Truth and Reconciliation Commission? It sounds familiar. Yeah, South Africa, Nelson Mandela. I don't think he knows that. He probably I don't think that. he would be using that. Classify and publish all documents on deep state spying, censorship, and corruption. And there are plenty of them. Fifth, we will launch a major crackdown on government leakers who collude with the fake news to deliberately right, weed. Right. There's uh, 10 points on this. We're not playing all of them. Uh, that's just a little taste of the form of government that you will be electing if you are just so tired of Brandon, you know, which yeah, I am too. I just I, I feel like if you elect Brandon, you'll have a chance to elect another Republican in the future. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whereas if you like Trump, maybe there's no more. Maybe elections. not. Yeah. I don't want to sound like Nancy yeah. Pelosi, but yeah. Um, I said, uh, kind of terrifying <laughs> to hear him talking about creating new branches of, or, or, or new bureaucracies yeah. that are designed to support him. Like that's, um, that's been done before. <laughs> <laughs> not, 
<laughs> not going to say good, it. Good job, Alan. We don't want to bring Godwin into the chat. <laughs> no, um, no. All right. So I call him uh, Sloppy Don. Sloppy Don. Sloppy Don let another weird one out. He says a little bit dwet. Sometimes it's 100, 110 degrees. Sometimes it's some of these. These buildings weren't built for this, right? Crowds like this. And if I'm a little bit wet, little... <laughs> what? A little bit said, wet? Oh, he was sweating. He was sweating. He was a little bit... That's something. A little bit wet. <laughs> uh, oh. Um, oh, this one. What? 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 I know words. I know words. He know words. He know words. Uh, all right. And, uh, oh, okay. So, hey, you know what? If, uh, if the board... So... We talked about this in the first half with everything that's going along, going on along the border mm-hmm. and the fact that they were making a deal on immigration and there was going to be a bipartisan consensus on a way to make that a little bit better. I'm sure they weren't going to fix it. Uh, but Trump said, you know, don't do that. And if uh, if the border's bad, blame me. We cannot let this happen to our country as the leader of our party. There is zero chance I will support this horrible open borders betrayal of America. It's not going to happen. I noticed that, and I'll fight it all the way. I noticed a lot of the senators, a lot of the senators are trying to say respectfully they're blaming it on me. I said, that's okay. Please blame it on me. Let's stop it right there. What's the long game there? I don't. I don't know that he plays long games. I'm not sure that's a thing he knows. That <laughs> Always the short game. Just what's Always, the short game yes. tomorrow? What corner do I put myself in? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, please move your cursor. Um, I've got Nikki. Uh, Nikki on Rhonda McDaniel. Rhonda. Rhonda. What is this? What? I don't know what my words were. I made a note. Nikki Haley talking about Rhonda. What's this say? What's my note say? McDaniel on Rhonda McDaniel. It's got to be DeSantis, I I imagine. All right. First of all, Rhonda McDaniel, the head of the Republican National Committee, on Tuesday night, she said that she thinks you should get out of the race. Have you spoken to her? Um, I let her know how disappointed I was. You know, I mean, let's look at the last 48 hours, Dana. I mean, first of all, you had um, election night. Trump gets on stage. He throws an absolute temper tantrum talking about revenge. But he says nothing about the American people, nothing about what he's going to do about the wasteful spending that he um, encouraged and allowed the Republicans and Democrats to do in his term. He said nothing about how he's going to secure the border and what he's going to do different that he didn't do when he was president before. He said nothing about how he's going to prevent war. Then he goes and says that he's going to ban anyone from MAGA that donates to me. Think about that. That's a president who's supposed to serve every person in America, and you're deciding that you're going to have a club and actually ban people from being in and out of your club. And then he goes and encourages the members of the RNC and tries to push them into saying that he's the nominee in the race. I mean, they got so much pushback that he had to backtrack well, from did, it. I, I mean, he's sure totally he unhinged. But at it, the end of the day, our focus is still on the American people. I had black friends growing up. No. <laughs> oh, he has a club. <laughs> do, you, do, you the, <laughs> do you think they have uniforms? Oh, okay. Yeah, the hats. Yes, they have oh, hats. The hat. Yeah, they do it's have definitely, hats. Definitely. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I kind of had a thought with uh, what's going on with um, Iran. Mm-hmm. Probably could have said this earlier, but it popped in my head now. I didn't have this thought before, but I thought it now. You know, Joe Biden has the funniest opportunity, and I don't think he realizes it. 
How? Remember when Trump had his uh, leaked plans to uh, invade Iran that he was showing to journalists? And he's yeah. like, it's part of the uh, documents case against him. Mm-hmm. Biden should do that. <laughs> be like, I'm doing Trump's plan. You don't like I it? The plan. You, I thought you liked his ideas. Like, yeah. yeah. All right. Just put a finger in that one, Alan. Okay. Put a finger in it. Yeah. It'll, I'm sure it'll be just like the Gulf of Tonkin. It'll work out yeah. just fine. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't understand. I understand the reference, but I don't understand the context, Alan. Why don't you explain? <laughs> okay. Oh, get us into Vietnam? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I understand. Um, so this is uh, so we're on best of the right here. Um, we've got there's a Tennessee congressman. I, I will not say his name because he doesn't deserve it. Let's check. You know what? Let's just check. Let's see. Oh, he's at five thousand six hundred fifty five followers. Imagine that. Like just huh. that's we all it takes that. to get elected and go live in D.C. on a people's dime. We should have a bipartisan. So in I I believe this is him dunking on Kamala, and I don't understand. So this is Harris saying she believes we should have a bipartisan it's an approach to fixing this problem, which is a long-standing problem. But what are those solutions? The solutions includes putting resources at the border to do what we can to process people effectively and putting in place laws that actually allow for a meaningful, meaningful pathway to citizenship. We should have... So he shared this and said anyone who enters our country illegally should not be able to become a citizen. What did she say? She didn't say that. She did not say that. Okay. She said not there, should be a, <laughs> there should be a better way to process immigrants. That's yes. What she said. Yeah. Or get people in here that want to work and have them work, pay taxes, and you don't become a citizen. Like that is mm-hmm. people forget about that. That's a fucking that's a lane. That's a lane. And we don't make any of that viable so people cross the country illegally. All right. Uh, this says Jesse Waters, low blow hunter. Okay. Border because he's not the best father. The man can't oh say no. Oh, my God. I haven't heard this before. Wow. Holy it's shit. Not, it's not on. All right, Alan. Sorry. Get ready to hear it. Get ready, America. I haven't heard this yet. I only saw this. New Biden was bad on the border because he's not the best father. The man can't say no to his own son. He can't say stop. He can't have consequences for actions. And that's what you need. You need a man in charge on the border to say this is not going to be allowed. And if you do break in, this new Biden was my son, a fortune. Gentlemen. My son. And he didn't have a job. My son. Dude. Like. So he was supposed to be like, Hunter, don't don't do don't smoke meth and fuck hookers like that. That's not. Oh, is that what is that what he's saying? He's that's saying he doesn't saying. say no to his son. So obviously he's bad at the border. All right. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure if he just would have said no to your point, if he would have said no, Hunter, we don't fuck hookers and smoke crack. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> sure. Wow. Um, I think Bad this makes parent. the most sense here, but it's kind of a uh, it, it's the transition. Our next clip is best of the right. I This is sort of pumping up the right, but I feel like it rips on the left, too. Excuse me. This is kind of pumping up the left. But uh, I think it rips on the right, too, because it's Nikki and she's going against some of her counterparts. In, 20, in the 2024 appropriations budget, Republicans put in $7.4 billion worth of pet projects and earmarks. Democrats put in $2.8 billion. That's this year. That's the appropriations budget, which means that's what we'll be arguing in the fall about not paying for. 
Right. Now you tell me who the big spenders are. In, 20, in the 2024 appropriations budget, Republicans put in $7.4 billion worth of pet projects and earmarks. Democrats put in $2.8 billion. That woman wants to be the Republican candidate. <laughs> okay, it's not going to happen. Interesting lane. Yeah, it's an interesting lane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to making the this is the best of the left here. Um, okay. This is the education secretary under Biden um, saying one of Ronald Reagan's most famous lines in a way that I think he didn't understand the context. You know, we're going to set up follow up calls with every governor we met with to make sure we're available um, as. Uh, do you remember the uh, do you remember the nine most terrifying words in American English? I mean, I remember that uh, phrase. I don't remember the, the actual nine. Here, I'll, I'll count it as he says it. President Reagan said, we're from the government. We're here to help. Oh, yes. I think you all know that I've always felt the nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. He didn't, he didn't understand. <laughs> I don't think he got the <laughs> To quote Ronald Reagan, here's something that man hated. Now, that's what I want to do. Like, just what a weird, like, just, and that's our education secretary. You know what, though? Still better than Betsy DeVos. <laughs> Still, yes. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Um, we haven't had a Rudy clip in a long time, and we are a Rudy oh, Giuliani-themed podcast. Well, uh, Rudy Giuliani, he's a, he's a lawyer, so they brought him on for some legal advice on, uh, I don't know what this is, Hannity? So, I don't know what this is. Uh, Rob Schmidt. Well, the judge is a disgrace to the greatest court in America. It's uh, called the Mother Court. The United States District Court for the Southern District of New York it's had some of the greatest judges in American history. Who sounds better, him or uh, RFK? I think RFK might <laughs> I think so actually too. sound better. <laughs> this is pretty bad. This judge is a pure disgrace. He's telling, he's telling a lawyer what questions to ask. That's totally ridiculous. He won't let him defend himself. Uh, and, and, and how so interesting interesting he's about to say something that is going to knock your fucking socks off how is it inconsistent let's say let's say he was first of all he was he was found not guilty or not liable for rape it was sexual assault not rape and second you can be you can be uh, guilty of rape and still a person can be a wacko yeah that's what he, that's what he you can be a rapist, Alan. Sorry, a raper, Alan. And she can be crazy, is what he's saying. Okay. Uh, uh, that was a defamation. You're allowed to still defend yourself against defamation. Just because I raped her doesn't mean she's not fucking crazy. Oh, no. Don't. No. No, James, do not. God damn it. That's going to live in the soundboard right next to this. Fuck. I got too many sounds. <laughs> Somebody when America that. does fascism, they'll do it right. Or the Jews are our sworn enemies. I got a spot right here that hasn't been used yet. So go ahead. God damn it. <laughs> I started this. I started this, right? Like this is yeah. all, it's all fun and games. So they kick it back. It's on all the fun all right. Uh, this says beer, <laughs> great lakes. I don't know what beer, great lakes means. Uh, oh, oh, uh, Joe Biden was at the brewery, like great lakes brewery or something like that. This is okay. another example of if I primed you with what he actually says, you'll hear it fine. If you don't know what he's saying, this is going to be a bunch of gogglebu. Beer brewed here. It is used to make the brew beer. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder. What? <laughs> beer. 
the beer brewed here, it is used to make the brew beer in this final. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why it's that. I don't have any idea. I think it was made with water from the Great Lakes, and that's why it's good. I, I, Wait, I, really? I, I hadn't heard about that. Okay. The beer brewed here, it is used to make the brew beer in this final. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why. Uh, oh, oh, Earth Rider is what I hear. <laughs> Thanks for the Great Lakes. Oh, oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. That's Earth Rider, your yeah. next Marvel movie. Yeah. Oh, God. <clears throat> Hopefully it does better than Marvel's. <laughs> That's That could be free, and I wouldn't watch it if it was on the inside of my eyeballs. Like, <laughs> Fair. Also, I think it came out right after the uh, Hamas attacks on Israel, and I'm almost certain that one of the Lady Marvel characters is like, in if maybe in the comic books, maybe they went through and did some quick editing. I'm pretty sure she is like, like Captain he- Hebrew. We'll go <laughs> Captain Hebrew. Okay. I should All move right. on. I I'll should take, move on. It I'll was just take, bad timing. It was bad timing on the world I'll stage. Take your for that. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. You know what? You should. I don't pay attention to any of that. Sorry, I'm not big on the women comic book characters that are only women comics. They were not written for my attention. <laughs> All right, hot takes here. Um, CNN, oh, God. Okay, so I played that interview with Kamala earlier uh, at the end of Best of the Right. Let me ask you this one more. Is, uh, this is also from that interview. Uh, what's this lady's name? Laura Coates. Man, this is some fucking... This is, this is performative, and it's gross. Let me ask you one more question. I, it, I'm struck just in your presence. The... Is this like a knockoff Condoleezza Rice? Do you see it, Laura? Coates? I can see it. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah. It, I'm struck just in your presence. The I was watching you on stage, watching the reactions from the crowd. I was struck by your presence. Has anyone ever said that about her? Was it while she was doing this? <laughs> just laughing for no reason. Probably not. No. The I was with your Sorry. you on stage, watching the reactions from the crowd. Mm-hmm looking you in the eye with your passion that you were displaying and talking about so many issues. And yet you hear candidates suggesting that a vote for President Biden because of his age is somehow a vote for you. And that is hurled as an insult. It's intended to demonstrate some negative viewpoint towards you. I forgot I had this. Wait, wait, take a guess. What do you think her response is going to be? Oh, wait, I think she's going to ask her the question. You can hear the question first. Your reaction to this thought that with your background in particular, with your career, that there is some thought that you are incapable. Jesus Christ, that took her 45 seconds. I was going to say that that was the most meandering question I've ever And it heard starts off with, I was awed by your presence on stage, <laughs> which no one's ever thought. Was it after she says this? You think you just fell out of a coconut tree? Like, <laughs> six versions of this? I can imagine what can be and be unburdened by what has been. Like, mm. Well, I, I think that um, most women who have risen in their profession who are leaders in their profession have had similar experiences. Mm. Um, I was the first woman to be elected district attorney. I was the first woman to be elected attorney general of the state of California. And I'm the first woman to be vice president. Is she the first woman to be district attorney? Huh. I need to fact check that. Yeah, I don't. I was the first woman sure to be elected district attorney. I was the first woman to be elected attorney general of the state of California. And I'm the first woman to be vice president. 
Let's and see. I love my job. <laughs> <laughs> First female oh. DA, Elizabeth Betsy Rice, uh, 1990s. Oh, uh, no, <laughs> that's uh, fact check false. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. I have a clip for no. Where is it, Alan? Oh. No. There. Nikki's like, no, <laughs> no, no. She does a weird like gulp swallow too with the towards the end of that. Clip. Dude, what is it? Is that for timing? That's for timing I, and thinking and emphasis, right? I don't know. It's weird. Though. It sounds weird. I, I've been told by more than one person that her laugh, that, uh, this one, um, <laughs> we always give her shit for just laughing for no reason on stage mm-hmm. and stuff. Her laugh by itself. It's not that bad. Oh, you're like speaking for yourself. Context, you mean. Yeah, when you just hear her laugh like this, <laughs> it's actually kind of yeah, right, right. But like, I, and I've noticed it in the edit too. If you don't see her, it's fine. But when you factor in her body language and her timing, that's what makes it so fucking cringe, right? Like, you know what it is? She hmm. sounds, she sounds genuine in the way that like smiling idiots can't fake it. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. I should have known better than to get a big pop out of you with that one. Man. You don't want to make fun of your girl there, Alan. I know Alan's on record saying she's kind of hot, and I'm not going to let him down. <laughs> I mean, back in the I'm so, going to lean towards pussy. I don't know. There's the first button I could see. Uh, okay, I guess that's all I got there. Um, we're still picking on the the left here. Gavin okay. DeSantis, corporate spreak. Uh, so Gavin DeSantis... Ga- Gavin, oh, Gavin talking about DeSantis, he falls into corporate speak on here, and it just makes me roll my eyes because he's just fucking Bruce Wayne. Let's talk about Ron DeSantis. Can I allow you a moment of Schadenfreude? Just yeah. like the, the mic is yours. Did you, Look I mean, at the way they interview right wing candidates. Like that last lady was like, I was in awe of you on the stage. Like nobody's ever thought that about Kamala. And this lady's like, oh, let me just give you a chance to celebrate on beating Ron DeSantis in the debate. Does he have a political future anymore? I think he saved it by dropping out. Um, really? Yeah, I think he did. I mean, I think if he continued on, he was going to get trounced in his own state. I think he was down. Last time I checked, and when we did that debate, it was about 40%. DeSantis was down in his own home state yeah. of Florida against uh, Trump. Um, so I think from that perspective, I, it's just on a humanizing level, you know, having spent a tiny bit of time with him, but obviously studying him for some time. Uh, he's a different guy now. I saw him with his kid on a video. I'm like, who's that guy? Yeah. Uh, he yeah. seems just, he, he was so wound up. And I don't, this is not Joyless. Me. Joyless. But, but you, gotta be, you, you gotta know your why. And I never felt he had a why. Can we just talk about Ron? That's the phrase right there. You gotta know your why, right? Like, that's such corporate speak, right? Like, like what's your brand, Ron? You gotta know your why. It's not a- wrong. It's just like, don't, like, when you're trying to make people vote for you, you don't look like you're, you don't describe the machinery of the process, right? <laughs> yeah. There is a TED Talk, um, TED which talk I, have, I have seen in multiple uh, corporate meetings aired, um, wherein the guy talks about you have to get to the why. And he says that's what makes Apple successful. And I 100% agree with it. I'm just saying right, when you're trying to win. Corporate, it is corporate speak. Like, like, like part of being a successful politician is being a normal fucking person. And you're coming across like the boss. <laughs> Or a tech bro, which I should expect from a Californian governor. You should expect that from Newsom, yeah. All right, all right. But uh, we have to think. Uh, what happened here? Why is it about different? what we're doing? Why di- is it playing? Sorry. You couldn't hear it. 
I couldn't hear. All right. Uh, Nancy Pelosi went on all the Sunday shows this weekend, and uh, this clip definitely made the rounds. You've probably heard it. She basically said a ceasefire in Gaza is uh, falling right into Putin's hands. We have to think about what we're doing and what we have. She's so bad. This is like this is a perfect example of why she was the bag man for the Democratic Party. She was never a good politician to do is try to stop the suffering in Gaza. This is women and children, people who don't have a place to go. So let's address that. But for them to call for a ceasefire is Mr. Putin's message. Mr. Putin's message. Make no mistake, this is directly connected to what he would like to see. Same thing with Ukraine. So you can't do anything on the world stage if it happens to align with another guy you don't like, like benefiting from it, right? <laughs> it's Mr. About- Putin's message. Yeah. Putin's message. I think some of these some of these protesters are spontaneous and organic and sincere. Some I think are connected. She's going to call for the FBI to investigate the protests uh, to Russia. And I say that having looked at this for a long time now, as you, you know, think some not. of these protests are Russian plants. I don't think they're plants. I think some financing should be investigated. And I want to ask the, the uh, uh, FBI to investigate that. But we have to think yeah wow yeah that's your girl alan <laughs> that's not my that's girl that's not your girl okay all right no, sorry not at all. tried to paint you into a corner there okay um i mean it sounds a little bit like mccarthy i'm just gonna throw it out there it is no, no. yeah yeah you know there's an effort online of saying that mccarthy did nothing wrong no i did not yeah apparently that. his list of 200 names that he made up on the envelope when he went to the women's mm-hmm. rotary club or whatever no right. the Women's Republican Voters Club in Wheeling, West Virginia. So don't act like I don't fucking know anything about McCarthy when you fucking come out with this shit. Um, yeah, so he held up that list. And I have here a list of over 200 names of known communists and sympathizers in the U.S. government. Um, and there was nothing. There was no list there. Uh, so there is a counter messaging campaign to try to, like, say Republicans were right all along. Commies are bad. Like... Yeah, clearly communists were the bad guys there, but not the way he was doing it. Anyways, the the message is that um, he did have a list. And when he tried to submit it to Congress, it was immediately not presented and put into the archive. And we've never got a chance to see it. Oh, and then when I'm like, so who are the names on that list? Because I've pushed people on this because it's a fucking lane online that's pissing me off. When I push them on it, they're like, here, here's a list. Here's 50 people. These are these are 50 people that uh, that were on that list. The rest haven't come out yet. No, it's a list of 50 people that were what he was saying were happening because it was a thing that there were communist sympathizers that were in government because shocker, it was something that was appealing to people. And whether they were right or wrong, they had jobs in public governance. But that's how we um, because we allow that to happen and we aren't a dictatorship we don't purge these people from government because we have a hunch that they might be you know on this list and we allow those bad things to happen because that freedom is part not having the ability for people to make those mistakes is not freedom right right i don't know if i said that well but i ended it with right and you agreed with <laughs> that me. went way deeper than i expected it pissed me off i was just throwing a comment out there i know so Dean Phillips, the ice cream man that's trying to be president for the Democrats, oh, yes. right? This guy. So there's a candidate on the Democratic Party that's going to all the primaries and saying, mm-hmm. pick me instead of uh, Biden. I should do a tiny voice for him. 
Um, so he's at questions. he's at the South Carolina um, rallies, primary conventions, whatever. Fair, yeah, sure. whatever. Um, so he's at like a Democratic meetup, and he's you know it's like the end of the night, and they're like, "Okay, Dean, you can go speak." This is how this goes. Some fucking Jeb Bush energy. You know what, everybody? Can I have your attention for just a minute? We're all Democrats. We've got a lot of speakers tonight, and I know what it's like when no one's paying attention. And I would ask for just about two of your minutes. I would just be Look grateful the crowd. and afford the same respect to everybody who's Describe up here. the audience. Thank you. The audience is getting up and walking away while he's talking. <laughs> oh, imagine, imagine you are acting like you should be the president of the United States, the leader of the free world. And you're like, hi, can I please just have, if you'll just give me two minutes, I think that you're going to understand why you might like me. Oh, please. It's, it's needy. It's impotent. It's fucking ineffective. And it's, uh, as we learned last week on the show, Alan. Yes. I'm getting there. <laughs> Where did I move it to? Where's, uh. Oh, this would have been funny. Um, ah. America is suffering from erectile dysfunction. I said it. <laughs> I mean, also, there's that 60 hertz hum in the background from that sound system. <laughs> like, what the fuck, bro? Like, at least get a mic. Yeah, yeah, that was bad feedback. Um, <laughs> bad. Should we skip this clip about RFK saying he might run as a libertarian? Sure. I mean, it doesn't really fit in best yeah. of the left anyways. Uh, yeah. And he might, but he won't. The head of the Libertarian Party is like, well, if you join our platform, then we might consider you. But you got Spike <laughs> Lee. Spike Lee. You got Spike Cohen right there and they won't pick him. That was a little inside baseball. I apologize. Spike Cohen's the man. <laughs> He's pretty funny. I follow him. It's another battle in the culture wars. Oh, not the culture wars. They're worried about a culture war. Culture wars. Right. Stop with the culture wars. All right, <laughs> All right, Alan, let's make this quick. I'm going to try to make this under three hours. So uh, tiny face Charlie Kirk was going on an airplane the other day, and he had the most racist thought he could have. It was storm, and you're like, I'm so glad I saw the guy with the right stuff and the square jaw get into the cockpit before we took off, and I feel better now thinking about that. No, I mean, like, that. you want to go thought crime? Like, I'm sorry. If I see a black pilot, I'm going to be like, boy, I hope he's qualified. What the fuck? Let's just leave that air in there. Just smell that. Smell that. Jesus. I'm okay. Looking, I'm looking for it. Hold on. It's not on the right page. I don't know where my things are anymore. America. I shouldn't have associated uh, Willie Nelson with that piece of shit. Uh, look at how small his face is. It's, it's, it's really small. Ridiculously small. Yes. It's a normal size head, but the face is too small. Face is... Yeah. All right. Um, you know what? We talked about the border with Trump. We don't need to listen to Romney describing it. It was Romney basically said he's using it as a campaign tool, and which we was, all know. I mean, that's yeah, not well, yeah, because people listen to Untaken. We've been on this shit for months. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, we, you know what? I haven't played Congressman Nice Guy. Here's a Congressman Nice Guy oh. clip. Way sent this in. Thank you, Way. Okay. So last week we're taking a vote on whether to shut down the government, and at the last moment, I see a congressman give a thumbs up signal to another congressman about 50 feet away. And then I watched that guy walk to the center of the chamber and change his vote. He had voted for the shutdown, but he flipped to be against. As soon as that happens, a member of leadership goes over and gives the guy who flipped a pat on the back. So, so he's talking about Republicans. So a Republican was voting for shutdown and then changed the vote when given a hand signal by a colleague. That's strange, right? That's a little weird. So why did he flip? Why did he flip on command? Because the speaker was one vote away from losing a majority of his party 
on the vote to prevent a shutdown. So they were going to get a majority of the vote and get the vote passed, but it would have been with a majority of Democrats, not a majority of Republicans who have control of the House. And that would have made it look like Mike Jones. No, Mike Johnson doesn't have control of. Okay, he wasn't in danger of (laughs) losing the vote. He was in danger of losing his party. It's very rare when that happens. It's called not getting a majority of the majority, and it's considered a sign of weakness that could invite a challenge to the speaker. So this congressman wanted to vote for a shutdown, but was willing to do the speaker a favor and spare him the embarrassment of losing his party. Then the real show begins. Soon as the bill passes and it's clear we're not going to shut down, the right flank starts attacking the speaker, saying he should have fought harder and stood his ground and all that stuff. But the speaker knew everything they were going to say because he said all the exact same stuff about the last speaker when he refused to shut down the government. Back then, our new speaker was just a member of the right flank. He voted to shut down the government and was able to engage in a lot of theatrics because he didn't have any real power. But now he does. And his old buddies in the right flank are throwing the same stones at him that he threw at the last speaker. And in his head, he's thinking, this is the price I pay to lead. He doesn't like it, but he knows the routine. And the routine is this. One group keeps you angry. Another makes the decisions. And if you want to go from one group to the other, your behavior is going to change. America! That's what I saw last week. And I'll keep you posted. I mean, one group gets you angry, and one group, one group get, keeps you. What, what was it again? I wish I could rewind. All right. <clears throat> well, I fucked that up by asking a question we couldn't play the audio of. Instagram, allow me to go backwards. I don't want to have to play your whole fucking play thing again. All right. One group gets you angry. One group, group gets, gets you votes. Done. Gets you things done. I think. Yeah. Um, okay, as promised, we will um, we'll go out on music. So, uh, something terrible happened on Friday last week and, um, it's just, it's the worst fucking thing. It's so fucking cringe. I'm Patreon. You're going to have to watch this. I apologize to anybody who has to hear this, but it is funny. Cringe is funny, but it is, it is the most cringe I've seen in months. I'm, I'm confident saying in months. Okay. So a rapper you've never heard of released a track. Sorry, a white rapper with cornrows that you've never heard of released a track uh, and braids, which kind of I'm splitting hair. So it's cornrows and continues to be long braids. Right. And uh, so white rapper that you've never heard of released a track. Okay. Featuring Ben Shapiro. Oh, this. Let's just keep it real. That's loud. That's loud. Let's turn this down. Let's turn this. Yeah, that's pretty loud. I'm so sorry. The first part is uh, the guy you've never heard of rapping. Um, he does that thing, and I don't mean to be so critical. Maybe like rappers don't dance, but like he's not. He's just like doing the angry hand motions and like kind mm. of not really rhythmy, you know. But might be too <laughs> critical. Let's just keep it real facts. Don't care how you feel, man. If you want my pronouns, I'm the man. I'm the man who don't respect. Let's look at the stats. I've got the facts. My money like lives in my pockets are fat. Homie, I'm epic. Don't be a wap. Dog, it's a yap. Don't be a WAP. 
he he would know. <laughs> Might be tipping my hand to the next audio. Oh, my favorite part about this is obviously he didn't write these rhymes, which is fine. Like I'm not like like the dumbest thing you could come on here and have a take on is to be like he didn't even write it. Like obviously <laughs> the rapper wrote this and he's saying it, and in his monotone way, it's actually kind of impressive of a flow ish sort of right. Um, not bad, right? But. My favorite part is since it's a music video, they keep cutting away to the rapper that you've never heard of. And he's like saying the lyrics along with it, which as you do, but all it does is bring your attention to that. He wrote it. Also, I'm not going to include it in here. There is a line where this rapper you've never heard of goes, I asked myself, what would Ben do? <laughs> my skin's i'm like a snake right now gross just like yeah. imagine being a man and saying sometimes i ask myself what another man who's alive and like i i just said here let me translate it i admire ben shapiro so god damn it do not <laughs> Clip it. james Clip no it. no i admire ben shapiro <laughs> So much. I have to put pauses in here. I wrote this whole song, and like I have a real bracelet here. It says WWBSD. <laughs> Actually, BS. That's a perfect actually. WWBSD. All right, here, hold on. We hold should on. sell those. We should, actually. What would Ben Shapiro do? Look at my charts. You're blowing money on strippers and cars. You go into prison, I'm on television. Dogs, no one knows who you are. Keep hating on me on the internet. My comment section, all woke Karen's. Then I make racks off compound interest. Y'all live with your parents. Nikki, take some notes. I just did this for fun. All my people download this. Let's get a billboard number one. This ain't rap, this ain't money. But when he goes to the, going to billboard number one, it reminds me of, um, do you remember the Bob's and Vagina? Bob's and Vagana song that uh, PewDiePie did. He's like, because you India, you lose. And it's something number one. <laughs> I do. I love that song. That that was the best thing PewDiePie ever did was his diss. <laughs> PewDiePie Probably. had a whole diss on a sound service, um, like a like an iTunes that India was running. And so, so PewDiePie was number one on YouTube for like a decade. And he lost his spot to basically India iTunes and everyone in India. If you want to have a good um, uh, Instagram post or reel or anything like that, hashtag India or something that gets India attention and you just get a million bot likes and a bunch of fucking, I don't know what racial demographic that I'm making fun of here, but like they, they like you, you get India, you lose because it's, it's a lane on social media. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, really far off base from where I meant to be. <laughs> I don't know. Dude, dude, how uncomfortable is that? <laughs> Pretty uncomfortable. I love that this guy's song is um So so the tra- the song's called like Facts or something like, you know, fuck your feelings or whatever. And he's got a part in it where he says something like Oh, I don't care if I offend you. Like, and first of all, our show's called None Taken, so it's like, yeah, well, None Taken, but um <laughs> I don't care if I offend you is like and, and listeners, if you're here and you're on board with us, I can imagine there might be some overlap where you really love that phrase. And I'll hear you out. But my first thought whenever I hear that is, well, yeah, I don't really care if I offend you, but I have this thing called empathy where I don't choose to. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to go out of my... It's, I don't care if I offend you is... You could translate that to, I haven't gone through the phases of like growth in my life where I develop emotional maturity. Like it's the default position of every male under 15 is I don't care if I offend you. Right. Like it's, it's, it's a lack of, 
it's it's lizard brain running your mind more than just like how how can you ever have the constitution of knowledge and have a real conversation with someone that might think differently than you if you're like no I don't care if I offend you I I beg you to care I'm not asking you to change your opinion but care yeah I mean it's not like we need to make friends with everybody but it's almost that's almost a sociopathic uh, trait to just not tis not not care at all yeah well i mean that that is it, it is it, it, that's sociopathic yeah right? yeah yeah 100%. It, it feels wrong to jump there but like it it, it is it i said is. i was gonna keep this under three hours alan um this is uh so when we think of ben shapiro rapping i think all of our mind went to him reading the lyrics to wet ass pussy <laughs> it did which we will Mine go did. out with oh hey remember when bill o'reilly did you know the whole clip where he's like fucking thing sucks yeah, and he's like, "Well, well, fuck, it. we'll do a live. live." It was because yeah. he couldn't understand that his he was supposed to record a thing saying, "and uh, and we'll have we'll have Sting on to play us out." He's like, "To play us out, what does that mean?" It's like, "Well, in post production, we're going to play a Sting song." Yes. Like, this is easy to understand, you news reader. You're not a fucking <laughs> couldn't reporter. understand the teleprompter. Yes, yeah. So we will have uh, Ben Shapiro to play us out. Alan, let's go. Drive safe, buddy. Cheers. Great show. Yeah, you effin' with some wet-ass P-word. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet-ass P-word. Give me everything you've got for this wet-ass P-word. Beat it up, N-word. Catch a charge. Extra large and extra hard. Put this P-word right in your face. Swipe your nose like a credit card. Hop on top if I want to ride. I do a kegel while it's inside. <laughs> I do a kegel while it's inside. Drive safe, buddy. Cheers. <laughs> Always great. Fun. Love you, bud. Love you. Say about- Oh, thank you. <laughs> When a guy's banging you, y'all let me in this damn house. Oh, how about that? Come in the name of peace. L M F A O. So what in the world is this? Is Kevin McCarthy a moron, and if so, why? Why would you say something that stupid? I come without explanations or solutions. I'm a very sexy lady, cat turd. I will not suffer this harlot. <laughs> how great an anti-American Marxist. Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Read the news. China is asshole. God bless the United States. <laughs> now this is podcasting.